Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. This is Sequoia from Brooklyn. What's up, yo? Anyways... Mike and um, One Face and I, Lenny is on the call right now. We'll see who else joined the call as the time goes on. Anyway, Mike and Lenny carry on. I'm going to mute up right now. Um, let me finish up what I'm doing so I can be attentive. All right. What's going on? Nobody's speaking. Lenny, you're still here, Mike? One face? Yeah, I'm still here, Nicola. Oh, okay. I was, oh, okay. I, I was just checking. I no, I'm not, kinda... no, I'm not still here. <laughs> I was just trying to finish up some things. I guess yeah, some of it have to wait so well. Um, so I won't have just no talking. Uh, we women, we could talk. Let me tell you something. <laughs> well, lately, the guys been talking a whole lot. So. Did, well, Angela, lately, have a call? did Angela have a call on Thursday? From my understanding, she did. But she used to see somebody sent me. She have a backup talk show call. I have like two or three, even though I don't use them. And she said she was doing a show on that one. But something will happen again with this talk show, or maybe her computer, who knows. Um, that's what I heard. Even though I was a bit busy, so I did not get on the call at all. But somebody actually Skyped me and let me know that. So... That's all hearsay now. So is it true? I don't know, but I don't know. So here I am. I'm doing a call. Look like it's going okay, but we'll see later on. Did it upload? 
that be the most issues. Don't upload for some reason. So. What's going on with all the archived uh, shows from from the different um, the show hosts? A, a lot of them are uh, listed as 404. Seems like you can't access a lot of these shows anymore. The archives, anyways. Yeah, I went on Call's website recently, and it like all the shows is gone. <clears throat> But that's okay. I mine is still up so far. I save a few of them, but I'm not saving them all. Because what I know, I know. Unfortunately, I guess others won't be able to listen if they don't, if they go away by themselves. <laughs> but uh. Here I am today. So I say while the going is good, get you know, you got to get the information. So who knows? Maybe call us do a show. I don't know. I mean, Gus came back doing his show, so that was a plus. Yeah, Gus, uh, he tipped his toe in the water and then he moved on again, you know, so... Yeah, you can understand. You know, he's he's got other things. Well, I understand he was working on his case, you know, that he told you guys about. So I'm not sure what's all going on with it at this time because I didn't ask. And I don't go by the he said, she said. So I asked the source, and, and that's where I go from. <clears throat> Hey, Mike, do you know where that uh, Vic Beck is located? Yeah, he's uh, in the province of Ontario somewhere. I'm not sure. He's not real close to me, but not too far away. Have you ever kind of chatted with him? No. I don't think I did unless I called into Angela's call, but I don't think I talked to Vic. Oh, okay. He seems like um, what what he's accomplished uh, kind of kind of settled him in, you know, as far as what he needed to do. I put him in line with, uh, remember the guy, uh, Ken W., from uh, Angela's Call? He, I think he lived in, uh, he lives in Kentucky. Yeah, I've heard him a few times. I don't know, he's a, I don't know, a bit of a weird way he's doing things. I don't, yeah. know, if it's not, I don't know if he's actually had any success or not, but. I don't know, Vic Beck's kind of weird. Uh, a lot of his older stuff, I would say, is pretty good. But I noticed he kind of abruptly changed to a complete new direction. And then a year later, he completely switched to a new direction. 
And then probably less than a year after that, he completely switched in a new direction. Kind of like uh, turning into a process of the month kind of guy. Hmm. What about uh, Robert Menard? Is he still doing um, anything up there? I'm not sure if he's still doing anything or not, but that guy, uh, he will take 10 different guru kind of processes and mash them into one. Yeah, he he was kind of a front runner for a while, and then he, he quieted down. But he's one of those guys where he talks about common law, talks about peace officers, talks about all kinds of other stuff and then he sw- and then he, next time you hear him he's talking about uh 96 is your fix and a for v and all that kind of crap and he'll do like some kind of winston shrout kind of stuff it's just i don't know he's mixes a whole bunch of different processes different jurisdictions mixes jurisdictions put it that way Yeah, that's not good. What about Vital and them guys or what they're doing? Uh, as far as I know, Vital is pretty busy with a whole bunch of little stuff here and there, but I think he's pretty busy. He's got some kind of foreclosure group. They're working on foreclosure kind of stuff. As far as I know, it's... um. Like he's part of another group. It's not necessarily his group or anything, but I think it's um, sort of legalese-ish. I think, uh, didn't he go into court with his his brother had a couple issues and he, he kind of... I don't know if he assisted his brother or he, he went to court with him and didn't yeah, and his, uh, his brother kind of, he was having a hard time understanding stuff and he was having a hard time giving a shit. <laughs> he just kind of didn't really seem to want to do anything. So it's kind of hard to help him. Yeah. Yeah. You can understand that. Yeah, he just, uh, he didn't want to sit down and discuss stuff. He didn't want to study on his own. He didn't want to get his letters and notices out. Kind of didn't really want to do a whole lot, so. Yeah, I remember a couple of cases that he was involved with 
at the time. They didn't seem to be too successful. Yeah, it's just the same thing. Like you can't, you can't help anyone that doesn't want to help themselves. Yeah, I agree. It kind of sucks, but a lot of people will call and say, I got to be in court on Monday, and they're calling like Friday night. And then you kind of drop everything you're doing, and you help them get all their shit straightened out so they can be at court Monday morning and hopefully file something. Hopefully they'll listen to it after you filed it so late. And then you don't hear from them again for like a month or two. And then they call you up and say, uh, yeah, I know it's Monday, but I got court Wednesday. Well, what did you do all month? Or what did you do for the last two months? Uh, well, um, I thought about stuff. <laughs> so they just call you like every time they have a court date, they call you two days before court. Sometimes the day of court, the day before court. Or they call you the day after court and complain about how bad it went. <laughs> so in a scenario like that, Mike, say somebody uh, complained about how bad it went the day after Obviously, they didn't. They, they ended up in a uh, legal jurisdiction somehow. Okay, they didn't handle their 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 status as a man or as a woman or whatever, and and uh, properly noticed or put the uh, put letters in. But even even in the case after after it's all settled out and it didn't go well. Even as a man or a woman, couldn't couldn't you still go back and correct that, or what's your opinion on that? Uh, well, real quick, real quick, Lenny, sorry, my face one. Uh, a man or a woman never somehow enters legal jurisdiction. There, there's always a point where a man or a woman enters it. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry to interrupt, Lenny. Good question. Yeah, it's, um, like, what I was just saying about how people call, like, two days before court or the day before court, it's usually the same problem where they have to scramble to get a letter or a notice written up. You're giving the letter to the man acting as prosecutor 10 minutes before you go into the courtroom as if he gives a shit. And then you're scrambling to get the clerk to file this notice the morning of court or the day before court. And most of the time when they get into the courtroom, the prosecutor's like, oh, I haven't had a chance to look at it. And the judge says, oh, I, I don't see it in my file. And so their notice doesn't work anyways. They don't know how to stand up and say, oh, I have a copy here for everybody. If you need time, let me know. 30 days good enough. We'll come back and discuss my notice. But they call two days before court. 
you help them with notices. They have a hard time getting the letters or notices in. And then they don't call you for a month or two until right before court and they had nothing filed. And they don't know what to do. And they forgot to study. (laughs) And how do you help somebody like that? They get clobbered in court. You're going to waste your time saying, oh, you got beat because you're lazy and ignorant but I'm going to try and help you reverse the judge's decision. Knowing that you're lazy and uninterested, you're going to be a pain in the ass to work with. You suck all my time. You're not going to donate and obviously get clobbered and then probably go on a Skype room and say, Mike, help me. And I got beat. <laughs> Why would I waste my time? Uh, when Lenny asked that question, I picked up on the part where he said uh, when a man or a woman enters a legal jurisdiction, and he may have been talking physically, like a building, like actually enters a court or on paper or anything. But my point of view is uh, we enter jurisdiction always, in my point of view, with agreement, contract. Like Mike has always said, signing something somewhere. We put our goddamn hand to paper, and and that thing is what enters us into a jurisdiction. Well, to take that to take that one step further, they get jurisdiction either by what you write or what falls out of your mouth in court. Because if you say something really stupid in court in front of all those witnesses, it's as good as on paper. We all heard you. It's going on the transcript. Yes, sir. If you're in that venue already, even as common law man, and then your mouth fucks up, bang, right? And and rightfully so. We walked into the fucking war zone and just admitted something came out of our mouth. Boom. You agree. You exactly said what we want you to say, and now you must do what we said. And unless you can lawfully or, or common lawly rebut it and, and back your way out slowly, right? But most, most people can't do that, you know. But uh, on Lenny's comment about, you know, in, uh, he may have inadvertently said something that triggered me was like he said when a man or woman enters a jurisdiction in my mind that means on paper every single time for me it means just from what I've learned from these calls and everybody is when I put my hand to paper I've got to be agreeing to something otherwise you know who would ask me for that right like what and um but at the same time, Mike is right. Physically, you can walk right into a jurisdiction. You can walk right into it. Open the door. It says open on the front of it. And you just open that goddamn thing and walk right into it. And there's a huge presumption, overwhelming presumption. That, yes, you are there for one reason and one reason only. Our reason. And you can't talk your way out of it very easily. Well, if if my club rents a hall and we have Monday night monopoly games and you walk into the, into that hall, you're not really a monopoly player until you sit down and pick up the dice 
or start arguing with me about the what the rules of monopoly are because if you're if you're telling me that you get to collect two hundred dollars every time you pass go, you're kind of sounding like a monopoly player to me. What if I walk in and start you start telling you how to change the rules? Mm, in my monopoly game, I have a monopoly <laughs> over that. <laughs> What if I walk in there and I tell you I want to be this player, not that player? Let me play your game, but I want to be this player. Kind of like auditioning for a play and then telling them what part you're going to play. Kind of like we don't recognize your little token, do we? get out of here before we call the police. Which is another good point. If you're in their monopoly hall and you're shooting off your mouth, making a bunch of noise, they have every right to do whatever, whatever they get rid of you. You're causing the problem. You're in their hall and you're causing them a problem. What if I uh, walk into your monopoly hall and steal all your money? Am I am I am I better off <laughs> running outside trying to use it, or am I better off inside there trying to you know use it there? I can only use it in one place, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and that would probably be a good time to write a letter, something like. Uh, I apologize if I uh, caused any interruption to you and your society. Please forgive me. Uh, I no longer wish to be a Monopoly player, and uh, sorry for the confusion. I'm out. Here's your money back. Sorry. It's useless. Yeah, let me know. (laughs) If I I caused any harm, loss, or injury, send me a bill, and I'll square it up, and we'll be done. I'll straighten the corners on it. Sorry about that. No, you're going to jail. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the question Lenny asked, like, I don't know if he definitely didn't do it on purpose or nothing, but can be taken in different uh perception between listeners and uh, I heard one part of it I heard Mike's response and then I responded and that's it's just the way I heard it was jurisdiction is on paper like how does a man enter a jurisdiction I am uh, very confident that all of us believe it's on definitely by hand to paper and then what Mike said before I responded you know, his response was when you're actually in the court, yes, definitely by where you are. You better watch where you step. These people are not, like, whenever somebody comes to you and says, come here and do this, question it. Question everything. These these people are, or the, the government itself is only looking for jurisdiction. They're looking for a reason to say, yep, Got him. 
you know, whether it's by hand to paper or even by your position. If you walk into one of their buildings, well, why would you walk in there if you did not consent or did not approve or, or why well, would you walk in there? Well, you can go in there and not be under their jurisdiction. I can go in there and say, yeah, I got a piece of paper. I don't really understand what it's about. I'm here to see if there's any man claiming I caused harm, loss, or injury. Because if I haven't caused harm, loss, or injury, nobody produces a contract, I'm out of here. This is nonsense. So in, in a way, I'm there to challenge jurisdiction, but more so than that, I'm shunning their jurisdiction and demanding you bring the man forward or you're kind of some kind of barratry bullshit going on. Absolutely. And you and I, and I hope everyone listening, would ne- never walk into a private room while doing that. You, you always do that at the counter, the public lobby, the, the, the front face to where you have, we have the right to say, who the fuck are you? I'm sitting there challenging your jurisdiction. You better hand me a piece of paper back through that window telling me exactly the authority you have to draw me into that private realm that I must have to do, like something I signed, something that I agreed to, otherwise I'm not. And peacefully, you go your way, I'll go my way, everybody do. Well, that's another thing, too. You always get some kind of piece of paper in your hand, whether it's at the side of the road or in the mail. But you always, it always starts with a piece of paper. And you have all that time to write all those letters in the private. And if it doesn't seem like everything's working out and you're going to have to go to court, make sure you have your paperwork in. Let them know you're not going in there as a defendant. You're only going in there to find out who says you do wrong. And then when you get to court, you keep your mouth shut, except where's the man? thought there's going to be a man here saying I did wrong. Where's the man? Yep. See, that's that's one of the issues, too. You can uh, put your paperwork in. You can you have to know the complete process, not, not part of the process or whatever. And um, it's... I actually failed at, uh, at a... a a process to where I gave them jurisdiction. Um, and I talked about it before on a call, but, uh, and Mike knows about it, but I put paperwork in ahead of time. But when I, when I actually got uh, in the courtroom and, and, uh, was talking with the, the prosecutor or whatever, I, I, I kind of gave them jurisdiction right there by signing something um, my mistake was, and I and I fully uh, comprehend it now, is um, I should have just signed in and and appeared before the, the judge and said, "Where's you know, where's my accuser? You know, my paperwork is in or whatever," or just stood on my paperwork and um, told told the judge, you know, my pa- my paperwork is in. Um, do you understand uh, everything about the paperwork? Do you have any questions? Um, I can have copies, you know, uh, and give it to the prosecutor and the court clerk or whatever, you know, also ready. But, um, yeah, that's that's where I failed. I, 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 got, I got at the 50-yard line and kind of fumbled the ball, so to speak. 
But I, I understand what I did wrong. So, I mean, that, that was a lesson learned. Yeah, learn, learning experience, just chalk it up and keep learning. No, maybe some of us uh, think if once you put the paperwork in, it's like now the other side is going to say, oh, he's got his paperwork in, so, okay, we lose. No, they're going to carry on. They're going to continue with um, moving their case. But you you have to stand on your paperwork, and you have to follow it all the way through to the end, you know, and, and never give them jurisdiction. That's the key point. Another yeah. thing to think about, too, is, if you file a notice and you realize later it was a stupid notice, or if you go into court and you open your big mouth and say something stupid, you just go home and go, oh, shit, that was pretty stupid, and then write out another piece of paper and fix it. If you, not only do you have the right you have a duty and obligation to correct a mistake whenever you find one. So if you filed a stupid notice, you make sure you get some direction on the next one, get somebody to check it over first, but send a notice of mistake, a notice of rescission, let them know, oops, I made a big mistake. I'm correcting the record now. Thanks. I'd like to agree with Lenny's mistake where he, uh, did, did some paperwork, did, did this and that. But I, I've all, I'd also like to think that it was before court. And so when you put in paperwork before court, um, some of those folks, or not some, but why, why, why am I not? Every single one of those losers, they get that piece of paperwork. They only know one thing. They know the legal process, and they only know if it doesn't say this or doesn't have that, then they don't know what to do, and you're in contempt. You're fucking, you know, you, like, they only know one thing, which is what Carl promotes a lot is persistence. Just stand by them, do it, do it, do it. Even though those folks that you're presenting paperwork to to file or whatever, they, they have no idea what's going on because they only know one process. And shame on them, actually. But like Lenny said, you you do it once and you realize how much these people know and then you may win or fail or whatever. You try it again and uh, you you keep going. But those folks that you're up against the line on, kind of like a war zone, you're getting through them only to get to the judge. You do want the judge to see your paperwork. So when you have a small failure, like Lenny said, um, your the paperwork needs to end up at the judge's bench because he's the one that's going to realize what is what is lawful, what is not, what is, you know, where you're at in court and all this stuff. And Carl says that too. It's, it's the judge that's going to know it's not going to be the clerk. It's not going to be, you know, your fight on the way up. So I want to, you know, let Lenny know that keep, not try again, but just 
understand that those folks at the gate that are blocking the gate, just get through them. Fuck them. They they do the same thing every goddamn day. They've been there their whole goddamn life. They don't know anything. Just just work your way through them and get to the bench, and uh, and you will get remedy. Yeah, well, they um they do have a rigid set of rules. They have process and procedure they have to follow. So even though they have a lot of funny little tricks they pull, they're actually a pretty predictable lot of people. Yeah. They say the same thing, doesn't matter which courthouse you go to, you can ask the same question and they will exactly say the same thing. Or you can ask ask a different question, like worded different, they'll say the same exact thing. They know one thing, that's it. Yeah, they basically try and point you towards a code or they try and change the topic completely or somewhere in the middle they say absolutely nothing. Yeah, I I haven't been to court that much, but the couple times I have been now recently is, is because I listen to Carl and because I'm doing what I'm doing and the couple times I've been there I've talked to a couple clerks and when I go to the clerk I say is there a case file what's your name Aaron whatever well what do you want to do well I'd like to enter a uh, is, there, is there a case file first of all we we need there's what do you want to do, right? Do you want to plea or pay? Is what they keep saying, both of them. I want to enter a notice. Do you want to plea or pay? Is what they keep saying. So ask her, ask her if she is the judge or if she's your attorney, and how much do you owe her for this legal advice she's giving you? Exactly, exactly. You know, after the situation, think about that. What what I said was neither. I don't want to play or pay. Well, then what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, they, 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 the same exact words, get out of my courtroom, get out, get away from my clerk desk. If you don't want to play or pay, then we don't want nothing to do with you. That's all they deal with all day, is they, those people that walk up and do plea or pay. That's all they do. Which is another reason to do everything on paper. So you have to stand there face to face and listen to their crap. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what what I ended up doing the second time was saying, "Ma'am, just getting her to calm down," because they started yelling at you. Also, you have to play your pain. They actually get angry, getting out of their seat and everything. Like, ma'am, I would I don't understand the charges. I would like to speak to someone that can explain them to me. Oh, you want to speak to the DA? Okay, finally, thank you. <laughs> yeah. One so thing I it, found pretty one thing I found pretty funny is there are certain places where they will file anything. They won't question you, they won't look at it. They don't they'll do, you want to file this? You got the case number, okay, stamp. Here you go. There's your copy. They don't question anything. Some places you can't file anything. Yeah. Weird. These people are weird. 
that's when it comes in handy to maneuver the system since you know it so well. I don't usually take no for an answer. So I ask for someone else to come help me. So. Because I came, took my time to come all the way there. And I'm like, no way I'm leaving without some sort of answer. So I asked to see the, um, because I remember before I knew Carl and all that, I put some paperwork in, wanted to. And she told me, well, I said, I thought you could file anything you wish. I said, even your mother's recipe, all that. And then she, they called the manager. And she said, well, I don't know if I can file it. Well, I'm going to call the supervisor. So I told the supervisor, I thought you could file anything. What's going on here? He said, well, if it's not notarized. I said, so you mean I get anything notarized, I'll file. I'm not going to have no file. Okay. His name was Kevin. So I said, okay, cool. When I came back, when I got the same set of people, and then when he came and saw it with me, he said, just file it, just file it. <laughs> so every time I just file it. So when they start giving me a hard time, oh, let me speak to you, Kevin. Tell him Aquila is here. Then he come up, just file it. So I'm just saying you got to, and it's important. Here's a key. Key factor. Always, always be polite. You get nowhere being hostile. I don't care if they're hostile to you. You get nowhere. I'm not saying give up your jurisdiction. I'm not saying give up who you are. I said be polite. And you can maintain all of that and still be polite. You could also say, thank you for letting me know I can't file this unless it's notarized. Can you please put that in writing and sign it? Tough guy. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Or you so could say... Anyway. Go ahead, Mike. You could say, well, I may have a problem getting it notarized. If you can put it in writing that I can't file this unless it's notarized, I might be able to get it notarized or find some way around it. So if you can just give me a notice in writing that I can't file it without it being notarized, maybe there's something I can do. Make it look like her giving you a rejection letter will get somebody to notarize it or something. Mhm. And depends where you're at. Also, you could also record the conversation on your phone, just the audio. I wouldn't go videoing people. You can also have a witness with you, or you could just do it in writing and avoid the whole problem. Yep. And actually, Cole has... Uh, on his web, one of his documents, when the clerk is refusing to, you know, file your paperwork. So, and what I've done in the past as well that worked for me, <clears throat> I say, oh, the case number, um, what is it? You know, I kind of act real dumb. I said, can you help me? I think it's 
you know, and then they look it up and say, oh, yeah. I said, well, I just want to put an answer in. They said, oh, okay. And I had, I had like, five pieces of paper. You know, it was, this is before I had met Carl or, or knew about it, or maybe it was said during that time. I said, excuse me, would you mind stepping each one of my papers? So they stepped each one. I said, because you know sometimes stuff gets lost, and I can't find it, and you don't have I said, if you stamp each one, then I know I have it. They're all being ordered. So they did it for me. No problem. So it was all very short, nothing too long sentences and stuff. But I just had probably it was my notice or a couple of notice. One was my bill. One was uh, probably my order. You know, so I know it was five pieces of paper. And she stamped each one of them. And I don't go in. And then I am probably told you guys this other story. I actually went to court with someone else. Uh, she was the first one here in Virginia to have her claim filed. All right? Um, but she needs more help. So anyways, she wanted to set up her court date or her court, and she was telling me how much a hard time these clerks was giving her. So I'm like, okay, we'll see. So we went there, and I said it very loud. I said, these clerks? I said, oh, they ain't got nothing to do with you on that piece of paper you telling them to file. I said, why are you giving them a hard time? They don't have nothing to do. I said, I don't think they pay you guys enough money. I said, I know you didn't say it. I said, I said, but um, I said, yeah, don't get them a hard time. I said, only thing they hear the sister file is they take a piece of paper, file it, who this judge get it, that judge. I said, that's all they hear. I said, come on, you know. After that, the first clerk, because she asked the question why her case wasn't on the docket, so she went to ask about that. We had some papers she wanted to file. I said, okay, well, why are we waiting? She could file that for you. So the lady took it, and she said, okay. No question. I was kept talking the whole time. Then she, when we were done, she said, well, I already did that. I said, did what? I said, I was just talking. I said, look, all you have to do, be like, have a conversation, and just be nice, and, you know, and go on your way. And it worked at the DMV. I remember going to the DMV with one of my friends. She actually worked at the restaurant with me. And she don't have a Social Security. You know, she she don't even have her papers, if you know what I mean. And she wanted to get her license. So they used somebody else's name or however they did it. So I remember going to the DMV with her. And she said, wait, something is wrong with this Social Security guy kept saying. I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, we got to check it. I said, go ahead and check it. I don't care. I sat down. Then he came. He kept checking. Finally, the supervisor, he said, oh, they must be using a bank number or something. He said, just give her another number. Now, what if I back down and say, oh, yeah, that ain't good? We would have been in a lot of trouble. So she went on. They gave her a brand-new number. Every since, she doesn't have no more problem getting the license and hearing the disease. <laughs> So it's about talking your way through it. I don't lie. 
He said something was wrong. I said, oh, what is it? I said, okay, go ahead and check. Who cares? I don't care. It ain't my number. So a lot of times, don't show your cards, even if you're fearful, even if you're not sure, you know, some stuff, you know, the stuff you do have confidence and you know. And that's why it's important. Not so much to know. It's good to know some things about the clerk, of course, her job, but not fully. You just need to know what can and cannot be done unto you. If you know that, you're good to go. I know you can't lie from me, you can't steal, you can't cheat, you can't rob me. You must be honest with me. Now, if you're not, that's going to come to light. You know, so that is the most important. And do be careful when you're talking to the clerks. They're not going to get that, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm this, you just a clerk, doing it, you still a woman, doing the job. Don't come with all of that. It's not the time or the place. You know, it's a proper way of doing everything and it's when to use it and when not. And you'll learn that in time. So do be careful with that stuff. And when you're writing your first letters, just write a simple letter. If you was writing a letter like Carl said to your grandma, I take it a step further. If you was writing a love letter to some guy you love or woman you love, you're not going to say, you're a woman, I'm a man. I doubt you that would even ever come up in your letter. So why are you writing your first letter to somebody that way? I'm a woman, you a man, you a this, you a that. That will come in time. And you just ask a couple of questions at a time. And give them time, you know, or you're just trying to settle this in the private. Give them time to settle it. That's it. It's just, if you think about it, when I did the, the floor close, floor closure letters came to me. The first letter might have said, I don't recall exactly, but um, your payment is due. If you sent it in, you can ignore this, but we're going to start foreclosure proceedings if a payment is not given. See how nice that letter was? It wasn't, oh, you're going to get at the house. We're going to foreclose it. The second one's like a reminder. Then the third one got a little stronger. Okay? They don't just come out, you, you know, even if if you think about it, you didn't pay your light bill on time or your phone bill. They said, if you sent the payment in, ignore this, but this is just a reminder that a payment is due. They might write you a letter, something like that. Where in this say, I'm a man, you're a woman? I'm, no, it's none of that. So do be careful how you set stuff up. You know, that's very, very important as well, so. Anyone else? Hello? All right. I don't think anyone else is on the call. Anyone else? Are you here? 
I'm well, they, they might be here in body and spirit, but whether they get in the significance of what we are talking about, that I don't oh. know. Oh, like the teacher teaching in school, I don't know. The you return know. of the day. <laughs> it's like in class. You got somebody playing or thinking about the baseball game, somebody doing something. They kind of listen on and off, but that's on you. When the knowledge is dropping, it's good to be very attentive to. That's what I'm going to say. But to each his own. Excuse me. So anyway, um, any Mike, you want to say something? Uh, nope. Okay. Brother Aaron from Brooklyn, New York, do you have anything you wish to say? Uh, I'm not from Brooklyn. I know. I just threw that in there. It sounded nice. I do want to say something, Aquila. Sure. You can speak as much as you want, but they still won't listen. Well, that might be true. And sometime I'll say this as well. They just not getting it yet. Sometimes they, they have to. They ain't ready. They ain't ready. Yeah, when you ain't ready, you ain't ready. You might think you're ready. Oh, I could learn fast, and so I'm a kid. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tell the truth. That is true. It's just like when I first met Carl. He told a story about his sister. I was so happy. I'm telling you, I I wanted to jump out of the chair. I'm like, you could do that? Wow. You know, it was like so great. And I had to contain myself, but I finally got up. I had to walk around, walk outside. I was getting it. I, But some parts, I was lacking it. And here is the part when he said his sister, when they were at the court, she said, I came to put myself and my case at the court. She said her side first. Then it was time for the other side to speak. It was a divorce case, guys. So truthfully, the only ones to speak is her and her husband. Anyone else can have nothing to do with it. They have no first-hand knowledge, nothing to do with this case. However, her husband had three lawyers. So when she finished speaking, then the other side started speaking. It was a woman lawyer. Now, Here's what I did when the Lord, when I said my piece, when I was doing my foreclosure case. I said my side. I shut up. Then the lawyer started speaking. Guess what I did? Nothing. I let him speak. Now, here's what call sister did. When the lawyer started speaking, she interrupted. She stopped it. But they don't have a right. They don't have a place at the court. They can't even speak. No first-hand knowledge. So that's when she said, oh, did my husband get a sex change? Or is that a woman out here speaking? And the judge told the lawyer, he said, down. She was like, well, this man paid me a lot of money. Like, what is it? He said, you know the rules. Sit down. So it's like, why the how Now I'm laughing when call told me, you know, see, that, the rest of it, what she was saying, I had it down packed. I can speak it, sleep, and say it in my sleep. But that particular part right there, I was lacking. I heard it. I didn't think it was that important. 
Now that I did my case, I see how important. And that's why I said, when, if I came at a court case for whatever reason, forever why, when I say what I have to say, I don't care who speaks. Unless you my accuser and you have firsthand knowledge and you have your claim at that court, then I will allow you to speak. Other than that, you ain't speaking. I'm going to shut you down every time. Oh, are you the man coming forth and say, I do wrong? I require that in written form. Are you the woman coming for? Oh, you ain't speaking. You ain't getting no chance. The judge tell me, shut up, I'm going to hold you in contempt. Is that an order? See, you ain't speaking. I don't care who you are. That's what I would do. But until you understand this in its fullness, I wouldn't try it unless you know what you're doing. Take time to get there, but you can't because I did, and I am. Have your story straight and have your facts straight and know what you're talking about and know how to hold your own. And I'm sure it's just like whatever your name, your mom's name, whether it's Jackie, whether it's Sue, who cares? If someone came up to you and said, nah, your name, your name not Sue, your name is Sally, you will hold to it no matter what they said, no matter what they did. No matter the threat, you know your name. You will hold to that. So it's the same. There's nothing else. There's nothing else you need done to do or be done. And as I said, I don't worry about what the judge might say. I don't worry about Matter of fact, I don't worry about what nobody says. You're not my accuser. You don't have first-hand knowledge. You don't have a claim before that court at that time. You ain't getting a word in Ezra, not up in there with me. Oh, no. You must have lost your mind. You think you're going to talk like that? Oh, no. And until you get the confidence, until you get the understanding and know-how, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. And it took me a while because normally I'm shy. Oh, my goodness. I don't, <laughs> y'all might not believe that at this time, but so be it. You know, I was that way at school. I was that way pretty much. Um, still a bit is. Um, but when it comes to truth and standing up for myself, I'll take it and take it and take it. And after a while, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak up. And it took a while, I'm telling you, when I did the total judge instead of order, I didn't know how that's going to turn out. I said, if it's going to work, we're going to see. Work very well, smooth, no problems whatsoever. And I saw the judge was, how could I say? It's like you could put something on pause. He was on pause. It was like, you know, you're playing a game of checkers or Monopoly or you're playing a game. Oh, so much checkers or chess. It was my move. He had no moves. So it's whatever I did or done that will make his next move. And he had none. Not with me. So anyway, Mike, you want to add to that or say something? Or anybody? I need a drink of water, so I'm going to mute out a second. Y'all carry on. 
Yeah, I would just say that um, if you feel like it's kind of rude or whatever, you don't even have to interrupt the guy. You could let him speak and then just say something like, I don't recognize that man that just spoke. I don't understand what he said. But if he has firsthand personal knowledge and he wishes to testify, I require him to uh, swear in and take the stand. He'll probably shut the hell up real quick. And if he's not going to testify and take the stand, require them to strike anything that just came out of his mouth. Only yeah. only problem is that a defendant can't require much in their court. I'm never yeah, coming as a defendant. I'm not a defendant. I'm a man so that, that went in there and said, no. where's the wait, man? Wait, 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 wait. Then why are you in there? If you're a man, then why would you walk in there? Because I was invited. Because so they like, have because they have to prove jurisdiction. We just don't went through this. The building doesn't give them jurisdiction. It's what you sign and what comes out your mouth. If you don't give them jurisdiction, they don't have it. Mike, we talked about this. If they don't have a man or woman that you cause harm, loss, or injury, and if they don't have a contract, they can't possibly have jurisdiction, whether you're in that room or not. I'm the one when Lanny brought it up that said, yes, I think paperwork for, you know, uh, may or may not presume con- uh, jurisdiction. You brought up the point about where you're at. And if you do walk into a place, you may or may not be under the presumption that there is jurisdiction. So formally sitting at a table next to what you may call the plaintiff, prosecutor, whatever, with the judge in front of you, that's overwhelming presumption that you kind no, of agree to the rules of that place. No, so why don't you walk out? Instead of addressing the prosecutor, why don't you okay, walk everybody out? That walks, you everybody walk that walks into that courtroom is under the jurisdiction that, of the that, judge. That, that, not. No. If you don't agree to what the prosecutor is saying and spouting off, why would you address them? Just walk out, right? If you're not under their jurisdiction. No, no. You have to make sure they know they don't have jurisdiction. Otherwise, they're just going to put out a warrant for your arrest, and it's going to end bad. Why don't you, why deal don't with you make sure they don't while have you're there? While you're there, you deal with it like a man. That's what you do. Why don't you do you that? Don't, you don't turn around. You, you don't. You don't. You don't be disrespectful. You don't turn around and turn your back on them and walk away. Why, you deal with it like a man. Why don't you do it before you walk in? I would. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. Aquila did mention she put her paperwork in and she went into court and then she told the lawyer if he doesn't have any first-hand personal knowledge to sit down. So it's not like she just walked in, no paperwork, no nothing, and started shooting off her mouth. But even if she told him to bring first-hand personal knowledge or sit down, that still does not give jurisdiction. Because he doesn't have a claim and he has no knowledge, so he hasn't proven jurisdiction. Game area. Okay, here's what I would say. Requirements. I I may assume that I can tell you to get the fuck out or to sit down. All right. Well, the judge told me to get out one time, but he shouldn't have said that because I told him no. However, here's what I'm gonna say. 
just like, for example, I got stopped about the plates. He might assume he could stop me. I could have kept driving. No, okay, let him stop me. He got the, you know, he might have thought who I was one of the people, one of the persons, whatever he thought. Then I proved him otherwise, so he couldn't do anything. And here's at the court. They might assume they have jurisdiction on one of the citizens or whatever they assume it. I'm here, you know, to stand who I am. I'm a woman. You have no jurisdiction over me, and why am I here? Those two words come out my mouth. I'm saying, are you, if it's a man judge, you're a judge. I say, you're a man, I'm a woman. I require a man and woman to come forth to say I do wrong. Basically, I'm saying I'm required to face my accuser. And why am I here? Because I have no clue. It's just like I'm on the street. Maybe they say I saw this woman. She looks like this. She just robbed a bank. The police might grab me, grab another woman. They made a mistake. They just, I was in the area. I felt somewhat the description, maybe not all. And that's the same thing. So you're going to be mistaken many times, not only at the court, just anywhere. I have seen people, I thought it was them that I hadn't seen years, and I'm calling and they come to find out, mm, no, it wasn't them. I felt embarrassed. So we, those things are going to happen in this life, all right? And besides, that is a public building. It is not owned by the League of Statistics, okay? They just have, they use it, and they use it very well because they use it pretty much almost every day. And they use it a lot better than some of us. I can use the same public building. Okay? So I'm just invited to come to the public building. They made a mistake. I know they did. And I'm here correctly let you know, no. It's just like if somebody accused you of something. Say, oh, I saw you did. You was going in that house. You were like, what? No, I was at work that time. You must have got the wrong one. So these things are going to happen, Okay? Yes, I can go at that court. That don't mean I'm in it. And I explained that very well what came to me. I could come, well, go to a wedding. I'm at the wedding. I'm not in the wedding. I got nothing to do who's getting married. I ain't doing the ceremony. I'm at it. So there you go. So just do be careful about this why. Why would I show up at somebody's court? Why would this? I'm just being, just correcting the mistake. That's all I'm trying to do. Once I did what I have to do, they get the message. They know they don't bother me no more. The same way the police might have pulled me over for whatever reason. When I speak to them, even I was, and this proven, I was in someone else's car, which I write the license plate on that car, Okay. And I and I was speeding. I was going was so seventy miles an hour. I was going eighty. Okay. Now he might have thought I was anybody else. He could pull over, do whatever. But when I spoke to him, he saw otherwise. So yeah, I got pulled over. So, so yeah, I was invited to someone else's court. So and that's the way I see it. So you guys carry on. I was I was watching a YouTube video the other day, and I was kind of reading through the comments, and there was a comment by a guy named Mike Miller, and I said, "Huh, that's pretty funny," and I just sent him a message saying, "Hey, cool name," and he sent me LOL back. So there's some pretty good evidence that there's another Mike Miller out there somewhere, 
And in fact, I know a Mike Miller that lives in this city, and I know of at least one more, maybe two more. So that's four Mike Millers possibly, at least three, probably four that live in the same city I do. So they don't know. Maybe my dad's name was also Michael, and he goes by Mike Miller, in which case there's a good chance they would send mail to the wrong address. So whether you want to talk about in personam jurisdiction, subject matter jurisdiction, whatever, the court has a duty and an obligation to prove they have subject matter jurisdiction, and they have to figure out if they have the right guy. So just walking into their courtroom doesn't give them jurisdiction automatically. And even in their own codes, they don't have to prove jurisdiction when it's challenged. They have to prove it from the beginning, which is why in a lot of documents you'll see, we believe the court has jurisdiction over this matter because blah, blah, blah. And they'll tell you why they believe they have jurisdiction over you. So it's not just automatically presumed. Sometimes they will presume it, but they can't just automatically presume you have jurisdiction because you showed up. Excuse me, Mike, right quick. And they do ask you, are you Michael Miller? Why yep, would in, they some do places, that? in some places they'll actually say state your, your full legal name for the record. <laughs> Full legal name. I don't know what that is. What is that? I'm a woman. Aquila. I don't know nothing about no legal. I don't understand all that. Yeah, I think I mentioned this before, but I was talking to somebody one time, and uh, they, they told me that they would send me the recording of when they were in court. And when I was listening to it, I almost fell over laughing. But the judge goes, do you understand the charges as I've read them to you? And I laughed so hard because as I read them to you, pretty much means I'm speaking legalese. So do you understand the legalese that I read to you? Hmm. It's one thing if they say, do you understand the charges? But this guy actually said, as I've read them to you, in the manner, from my position, as a defendant, do you understand? I guess you're not an idiot if you understand. Yeah, so all these, and thank you for your question, One Face. That was a beautiful question. Well, I've got got a little bit more. Um, In your, Aquila and I respect you, of course. We're doing the same thing, but it's all about learning. Um, When you're talking about, you know, being at the wedding, not in the wedding, you know, in in the court, at the court, before any wedding, do do you send letters or notices to the reverend telling him what to do for for the for the people involved in the wedding? Do you send them notices? No, because that wedding has nothing to do with me. But if it was my wedding, yes, I would. 
Well, if well, she was a guest at a wedding and she got sent an invitation where they were calling her the bride, I'm sure she would write back and say, there's been a mistake, I'm not the bride. And then she would have to go to the bride and groom dress rehearsals and all that other crap. I guess you're right. I don't know yeah, all that. But, but that'd be kind of odd that uh, a, a bride or groom would be mistaken, you know what I mean? Okay, well, what if she showed up at the wedding and she had a nice white wedding dress on and somebody thought that was a wedding gown and she was actually the bride? It doesn't mean she automatically becomes the bride because somebody presumed she was. Well, she's there. Missed, she's she's the there and they may presume she is, but it doesn't mean she automatically is. But you already missed the point. She was already at the wedding, so there's no chance for her to send notices or anything, right? Yeah, I already said if they sent her an invitation where they called her a bride, she would have an opportunity to correct that. If there was an invitation, yeah. And if if it was the reverend that sent her notices, I guess. But if you're getting an invitation from a prosecutor or a judge or a clerk or a cop, you would get the invitation. That's where it all starts. You will get a piece of paper. Let's call that a wedding planner, right? Maybe the prosecutor, maybe the clerk. No, it's an invitation to show up to court. It's an invitation. Yeah, to show up to a wedding. As a defendant. It's an invitation to show up to a wedding, right? As a defendant. As a particular person. Defendant. That's what they call you when they invite you to their court. They call you a defendant. I'm I'm making the analogy like Aquila said to a wedding, Mike, right? Okay, they sent her an invitation to the wedding as a bridesmaid, and she's not a bridesmaid. It's still an invitation with a title. They're telling you the role you're playing. Why why would she show up at the exact same time, exact same date, exact same dress as a bridesmaid if she's not a bridesmaid? No, you're saying exact same dress as a bridesmaid. Where'd that come from? In person. In person. He shows up in person. Somebody needs to mute out. I don't know who's muted. Maybe they get in their car or something. Not me. I'm okay. All right, we're going to check it out. We'll check it out. All right, I'm on this. And even, All right, even if you don't. Even if you have problems with the wedding analogy, it's irrelevant anyways because really what we're talking about is court and they do send you an invitation and they do give you a title attached to that invitation. They're telling you to show up as a defendant. So if you're not a defendant, you answer their, their invitation, let them know there's been a mistake, you settle it in private before the wedding and you can still show up at the wedding and let them know that there's been a mistake and you've already notified them in writing. You're clearing it. That is known as a jurisdictional challenge. Phase one, is that what you did? What's that, Ravi? Is, is that how you handled it? You showed up to let them know there was a mistake? No, I showed up to answer questions at a pre-trial. It wasn't a trial Why? or hearing or nothing. Why? What were you doing in there? <laughs> 
You didn't go and discuss the rules of Monopoly with them, did wait, you? Wait, wait, wait. Let, let me see what's going on up in here. Now, he did Why? ask about jurisdiction like Lewis suggested, but then he was accosted. So, no, the reason, why, said, the reason why I did that without any file notice or nothing is because I'm not afraid of him. I'm not, I'm not afraid to show up in person and do the same thing I do on paper. Lewis said you must challenge the jurisdiction in the first 10 minutes or 90 seconds, something like that. I'm like, oh, man. Master Lewis says they just want to record you, but you're not allowed to record them. He ain't my master, so I call him Cousin Lewis. It it took him a little bit longer to get the jurisdiction, but once he did, that's when the DA ladies got kissy. What? And just for the record, it doesn't bother me at all that you went in there without paperwork and just tried to shut them down by voice. If you're brave and you feel you know what you're doing, I got no problems with you doing it. But generally, I don't recommend people do that. We we have lots of experience, so I was confident. That's true. But general Joe Blow neighbor, like, hey, how do I solve this? Yeah, I don't recommend that. I did it. But it wasn't yeah, yeah, but you you'd never tell your neighbor like, Hey, I had a success. Just walk in Look, there and then I start don't asking them questions, you know. No one told me the call was on. Maybe that's a sign, but I don't know what he's told, if any, or if y'all heard the call. But yeah, once he, he chatted that lady kinda and said, no, no, Ronnie, what Ronnie, we he... haven't talked about my call at all, actually. We haven't not yet. When, when, when you challenged her on jurisdiction, and when she admitted it's the transportation code, and you ask her about oh. transportation? Oh, okay. She get all busy. <laughs> you spoiled it for me. I don't want to see that movie now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. Well, it. I, I see, I yes, see God, you the link so. in the, uh, was, the link a, to your Gmail. It was, it was a court mess. I'll tell you that. It was a court mess. There there were no successes either way. But it was just a pure show of absolute ignorance on their part. Like procedurally wise, like uh, just asking simple questions of ladies like, I'm done with you. You know, just saying weird things. Like, holy shit. And then uh, the end was pretty funny. I think you might get a rise out of that. Yeah. It's, a, it's in your Gmail or we'll look and send a link. I think Money Mike actually posted it to his call before I could get permission. Well, I um, mm. I was on the phone at the time, but I did check my email, and there is an attachment, but I didn't open it because I was on the phone, and I kind of forgot about it. I'm not 100% sure I can open it on my phone, but I do have a computer to access. How long is it? Seven minutes. Oh, that's not long. No, they they overreacted real quick. <laughs> well, why, of course, I expected that. Seven minutes to show show incompetence, right there. Okay. But like I said, this this, this was not a court hearing or anything. It was a pre-trial with the DA. You know where you go into. 
uh, try to reduce your fines and all the shit. And I just went in there and tried to tell her, well, not tried to tell her, I told her. I don't understand charges. Please explain it to me. <laughs> that lasted about for about a minute and a half. I'm done with you. Go set trial. I'm going to go set a trial is what she said. And uh, it goes from there. Too funny. Yeah, that's um, that's actually a common reaction from the uh, prosecuting folks. There's a there's one line in there that I really like. She goes, uh, she goes, I don't need to explain the law to you. If you need, if you need, uh, if you need to understand the law, you should go get an attorney. And I said, aren't you an attorney? Aren't these your charges? <laughs> Why would I ask somebody else about your charges? Dude, Mike, that was my very next question. Because I go, aren't you an attorney? And she goes, I am the assistant district attorney. And I and I said, uh, aren't you the one bringing the charges against me? That's exactly what I asked her. Her client. Aren't you the one? Yeah, aren't you the one that should uh, explain the charges? I'm done with you. I'm done arguing. Whatever. Yeah, I went to uh, landlord tenant board court one time, and uh, the landlord he hired a paralegal, and she goes, she goes, are you Mike Miller? Or she, or she goes, she goes, are you Michael Miller? And I go, oh, I'm Mike, if that's what you mean. And she goes, can I talk to you for a minute? And I go, sure. Do I have a contract with you? And she goes, oh. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> she walked away and I started laughing. That was easy. Exactly. One time I uh I was in, in the courthouse with my buddy Brian and we were he made an appointment to talk to the prosecutor before traffic court. And it was a speeding ticket. He didn't want to uh lose points. Or he didn't want points added onto his license. And so uh she would say something and I would ask her a question. She'd kind of dance around it for a bit. And then she would say something else and I'd ask her another question. You see her starting to get a little pissed off and she tried to answer it without saying anything. She asked a third question or she said something else. I asked her another question and she goes, I'm not talking to you. I don't have any obligation to talk to you. And I go, you're absolutely right. You don't have to talk to me. And then she goes to Brian and says something else. And I go, hey, Brian, ask her this. And she got so <laughs> mad. Exactly. And the experiences like that show that we were born and raised to think that, like, lawyers and, you know, authority figures are smart, <laughs> they're honorable, they, they're they're moral. They're only looking out for your best interest, all these things. Holy crap, I'm so glad I found out, listening to Carl, hanging out with you guys, that these people are stupid. They actually are not educated at all. They they are not smart. That's why it makes me laugh when people try and tell me this shit doesn't work, because I've talked to them and I've done this stuff, and not always, but sometimes you can obviously tell when you strike a nerve. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Just by asking you know, one question, the DA was like, no, guys. I'm not going to argue with you. I was like, I asked her <laughs> no, question. Guys. That's not arguing. 
from personal experience and Aaron's personal experience and just reading court rules, we have the right to appear pro se, which means without an attorney. And that woman was so quick to say something like, you could get an attorney and ask them or whatever. They want to deal with another attorney. They want to deal with another snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the the whole way the system's set up, it's guaranteed damage control to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Mike, you mentioned something a while back called an old ombudsman. Yeah. The, the people you complain to, that's what we've talked about this before. That's what all these IRS commercials are, all these lawyer commercials. That's what attorneys are. They're really ombudsman. People just damage control. Well, if you... Most of the time when you hear somebody tell you what an ombudsman is, they say it's an arm's length outside agency. So what they're saying is, yes, it's a government office, but it's a little farther away than the rest of our government offices. And they're not telling you that this guy is there for you to complain his freaking ear off, but he actually has no power to help you. He can only he can only complain for you. Yeah. The ombudsman has no power to change anything. Exactly. It's all one system. All of it. It's all one system. Well, listen to the phase one, I don't know I don't think he left anything out, but I was thinking if everything is correct, they invited him there for something. I guess hoping he would plea or say a bargain with them. I don't know what the purpose of this was. I was, in, well, I was invited by the state patrol. I was invited by the state patrol to stop me. And I honored their their position and said, okay, I'll show up. Went to the clerk and the clerk was immediately plea or pay. You have no other option. Plea or pay. And just by simply asking questions, I got a whole rouse out of that whole office like, I'm not going to plea, and I'm not going to pay. I don't understand the charges. And finally, the clerk said, okay, we'll, we'll set a meeting with the DA, the, the one bringing the charges. Like, Thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it was me and she said, plea or pay, I would have said, whoa, 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 slow down here. Uh, isn't that for the judge to decide? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> guilty or not guilty, exactly. But they see, Mike. They wouldn't understand that. That's not the language they speak. They they would not judge what. No, I'm I'm the one behind the window. I'm the one that gets to tell you what you can and cannot do in my office right now. You either plea or pay when you come up to me, Mike. (laughs) I also find it kind of funny when, especially in a case where. I think it's almost everywhere, whether, I don't know how much they enforce it, but usually it's right in the code where there's a mandatory mediation or they always will have some kind of preliminary hearing or it may be called a precipice hearing or something. But the whole point is for the sides to go in there and ask questions and figure out where everybody is and what we can agree on before we actually go into the courtroom. 
And then you hear the other side get pissed off and say something really stupid like, I'm not here to engage in a question and answer session. <laughs> what? That's exactly what we're here for, you <laughs> dumbass. Exactly. Like, if we're not here for a question and answer period, why are we here? Explain it to me. It's a preliminary hearing. We're supposed to be yeah. hearing the other side. Yeah, to, to cover basic questions, right? <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. You know, not not trial matters like facts of law, evidence, you know, you know, issues. Just basic questions, right? Like Or another thing that makes me laugh is uh Oh well uh I don't believe this court has any jurisdiction. Can somebody prove they have jurisdiction? Oh that's a matter we'll bring up at trial. <laughs> what? I know. There, there no. can't possibly be a trial without jurisdiction being established. I, so how could that be a, you, a trial issue? Can I tell, um, tell you guys something in a Donaldson form here? I was going through the uh, Oklahoma administrative rules because a lot of times what we see is not the actual uh, wording. And I was looking at something came up like in definitions in the administrative codes about uh, writs and summonses, like when you send somebody something. One of the definitions of explanations was when you mail a summonson to get jurisdiction over the party. So, I mean, I, it could be a stretch, but it seems like if they believe they had jurisdiction, they would mail, uh, they would mail him a summons. Yes. Well, it kind of makes sense just the boys the Boy Scouts would look on their mailing list before they mail out newsletters, right? They don't want to send Boy Scout newsletters to everybody, only to their members. So they yeah. should have an idea if you're with if you're part of their group or within their jurisdiction. So I'm just wondering if they're gonna establish a trial and them the summons to appear. Well the trial comes after the plea. That's why they that's why they gotta get a, a plea at the arraignment. That's what I'm because saying. He's it, already been there. So what did they do now, you know? Uh, phase one, have you uh, looked into that or thought about it? You talking to me? <laughs> yeah, like what do they do now? Are they going to buy you a summons if they think they have jurisdiction? I mean, what, what, do you, what can you expect? Is there a trial yet? Well, the... It's, remember, it's administrative court, not criminal yeah. court. I mean, it, it follows some sort of criminal rules and some sort of civil rules, but it's all administrative, meaning every party there has to be um, recognizable by application. Like, the, like what I'm saying is administrative law is not actual law. And so... But if I do, if if the cop thinks that I am a driver and I'm doing all this stuff, he can write the ticket. Go ahead. I'm not going to fight with him on the street. He can kill me in one minute. I'll take the ticket. Go to the court. She she says, clear pay, clear pay. That's all they know. It's administrative. There is no uh, other way for them. Um, finally, she says, okay, you want to have a pre-trial, is what she said, to meet with the DA, which is where most people say, well, I do have insurance, I do have a license, please reduce my ticket, I'm so sorry. Well, I showed up and said, ma'am, I'm not within the transportation code. 
um, and you don't have any evidence to prove it. She said immediately, I'm not going to argue with us about this. I'm going to set a trial for you is what she said. Walked out of the room, and uh, and basically, so she set a trial. That um, means that means somebody entered a plea on your behalf. Pretty much, and not, so, and not guilty, and not guilty plea. Sure. Look, let them do what they're gonna do, right? Cause, See, uh, while you were saying, I didn't want to interrupt. I was waiting till you finished, but the first thing I was thinking is. I don't know if you got her words right. It sounds like you did, but she said, oh, you want me to schedule you a pre-trial? No, if you need to call it something, call it a preliminary hearing because a pre-trial comes before a trial, meaning you have jurisdiction already if you said a pre-trial. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, Mike, I, I, I never, ever consciously said I want to do anything in their court what I did say was, I'm not going to play and I'm not going to pay. What next? I don't understand the charges. And so she was the one that said, I'm going to set a pre-trial. And I was like, what is that? You, and she goes, do you want to meet with the DA? And I said, yes, I did say that. I will meet with the, the one bringing the charges. But just so you're, you and I are clear, yeah, you're exactly right. I, I never said I want a preliminary, I want a pre-trial. I never, ever said that because that's gr- trying to ask them for something. So I always said, I'm not going to plea and I'm not going to pay. I do want to talk to whoever's bringing these charges, though. Exactly. That was when I went into the courthouse with Brian to talk to the prosecutor for traffic, whatever. That was one of the things that pissed that prosecutor lady off was uh, she was talking to Brian and uh, Brian's like, well, I don't mind paying the money and I don't mind, uh, I don't mind pleading guilty and I don't mind paying the money, but I just don't want the points on my license. I don't want my insurance to go up all this other stuff. And then she goes, well, I can knock the fine down but I can't do anything about the points. And he goes, well, I don't know what to say. I already told you I don't want those points on my license. And she goes, okay, so you want me to set a trial date and you can talk about this in court? And he goes, "Uh, yeah, I guess, maybe. And I said, hang on. He'll be back. Oh, no. It's Illuminati. Here they go with the Illuminati. <clears throat> anyway. I'm just being silly, but I'm seeing Taco Bell commercials and truck commercials now talk about secret societies in a comical way. Really? Roddy, I mean, just publicly, dude, I'm not mad at you at all. I'm just busy, bro. I mean, we can't talk every single day for like five hours a day. Calm down. Dude, that's not bother me. You called me earlier today twice. Oh, yeah. busy? And then I called you back. I'll call you back. Call him on. Uh, I'll tell you what you do. Call him on Valentine's Day. Call him on Mother's Day. We ain't going to talk about it up in here. That's a private. That's what right? me. When, I, when, you, when you say you called back, you didn't call back. That's what well, trouble about. I oh, did okay. call back. Check your record. I did call back. Okay, okay. Let's let it go up in here. We'll talk All about right. that on another call. 
are you talking about? We have three way. Plus, plus, I messaged you and asking you to maybe call me the other day, and you didn't even call me. Oh, I'm with you. And, uh, wait a minute, I think maybe I did is. send you something. Uh, maybe something wrong with your uh, Skype, Rodney K? Because I haven't. I haven't heard from you since, what did I do? Was it two days ago? When was you know it? what? Maybe you don't need to know what I'm doing. How about that? How about, how about somebody else? Uh, hey, let, me, let me think of a great idea. Hold on. Uh, how about somebody mind their own business? How about that? Hmm? I didn't uh, we ain't going to talk so. about that up in here, I think. I Come on. Let's, let's get morning. on the Skype call. We'll deal with Aquila. that. Aquila, we're yeah, trying sir. to make this clear. We're trying to make this clear and you're interrupting. Okay, excuse me. We can do uh, it on the Skype call. That's all I right. I you like two texts Thursday morning, and they invited you to court, but they were rude and dishonorable, and that's all I got. So if you replied to that, I didn't get it. Okay. Oh, that's cool. I, I like how Roddy believes in a flat earth, but everything revolves around him. Oh, no. I, I like that. I like that. that. That's pretty cool. I knew they going to start up in here. <laughs> are, you, are you saying I'm fat? Are you saying I'm round? I'm just saying you believe you have gravity. That's it. How many Roddy K's yeah. does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> Uh-oh. How many? How many? <laughs> One, just Roddy holds a light bulb while the world revolves around him. <laughs> I, li- I like that. And it takes like six, four, six, six turns, right? <laughs> 33.3, I think. Man. All right, right. Something, about, something about Brian. A lot of good knowledge is dropping. A lot of good knowledge is dropping. That's not spoiling. Something <laughs> about Brian's point, and she asked you, Hillary Court. Yeah, yeah. So um, Brian said, well, I don't know what to tell you, but I don't want those points on my license. And she goes, oh, well, I guess you want me to just set you a trial date then and you can talk about it in court? And he goes, yeah, I guess. And I go, wait a minute, Brian, are you saying that you are asking her to schedule you a trial? And he goes, actually, no, that's not what I'm asking at all, no. And he he told her, if you want to set a trial, go ahead, but I'm not asking for a trial. Exactly. They they will do what they do. That's their only process and procedure. That's all they can do. That's all they know. And they have to do it. Like when someone shows up in, in front of their paperwork, they only know step by step. And let them do it. I'm, I'm going to let them do it. Go ahead. Because in the end, we know that their little paperwork world over there does not apply. It only applies if we agree to it. Like in in the future, in the end, like if we show up to trial and we show up as defendant and we, if we show up and start arguing legal points, then it's absolutely fine. But they're just setting their own record, setting their own little story, and just waiting for us to show up, is what I believe. We'll see how it works. Well, part of their trick is to get people in and start flapping their lips. Yep. You might want to bring your box of donuts and coffee. Phase one had the audio perfect. I mean, it's almost like if it was in court, that would have been great. You're saying these are the transportation codes, uh, in the state of Texas? Yes, 
okay. And he could have said, so I'm in transportation? Oh, that would have, oh, that would have been great. What evidence do you have I'm in transportation? Not exactly what was said, but yeah. she read off the charges, and I said, where do those charges stem from? And she, she acted like I didn't know, she didn't know what it meant. And I said, where do the violations stem from? Oh, your violations. They stem from the Texas Transportation Code. She's all confident. And I said, what does the Texas Transportation Code regulate? And she goes, I'm not going to argue with you. It regulates traffic, is what she said. And I said, don't you mean transportation? The transportation code regulates transportation? Oh, boy, that flipped her off. Immediately would not answer any more questions. Talking about drivers, every single driver on the highway in the state of Texas, every traveler, actually she said traveler, Every traveler on the state highway in Texas is subject to the traffic code. And I, sh- I should have, now looking back, it's only seven minute audio mic. You listen to it. There's so many questions that could have fucking nailed her to the wall. Right after she said, every traveler upon the state highway could, you know, is subject to transportation code, I should have said, can you put that in writing and sign it? Or by state highway, do you mean public? Road? Yeah. Anything like that. Is it okay? Is is that what the law says or is that what you're saying? Mrs. Assistant District Attorney for the state bringing charges. Is that your arbitrary opinion or can I see the law or what you just said? She's just making up shit out of her ass. Every traveler upon the highway is subject to transportation code. Whatever. Another trick is when they give you the code, look up what comes right before what she told you and what comes right after so you can hear accept this, accept that. Like usually they leave out the first part where it says who it applies to. They certainly leave out the definitions. And then after what they say, they conveniently leave out the exceptions. Uh, you should listen to the audio because it's fun. They, that, that was the first two minutes. It's only seven minutes long. And the other five minutes is the constable coming out, pushing me around. And it's pretty funny. And I, I've got threatened with arrest for uh, disorderly conduct while I was outside, you know, on the sidewalk, leaving the office. Uh, I got threatened with... Um, I can't talk to him the way, you know, I should respect him. And uh, <laughs> all this stuff. Pretty you should write all kinds of letters to these people. It's, I think you'll have a heyday with the audio. It's funny. But at the same time, I got back in that exact same vehicle that I'm being charged with in their lot, no license, no registration, no title, no tags. Well, I did wear my seatbelt this time. Pulled right out, right in front of him, saw him standing there in the doorway, huffing and puffing, and just drove away. (laughs) Like, you guys control the police authority of this 
little small town, you they could have gone on the radio immediately and said, get behind that guy and fucking pull him over. Nothing. Yeah. Just throw out. Well, that constable that was pushing you around, why don't you just write him a letter and uh, ask him what law he relies upon that leads him to believe he can put his hands on a man who has done no wrong. Exactly. Whether you want to go after him or not doesn't really matter. Just write him a letter and see what he says. Jolt his brain a little bit. Get him thinking. Speaking of uh, huffing and puffing, uh, Face, when you were miffed off at uh, Roddy K last week about something, what was that about? Not returning he's phone a, calls. He's, he's a fucking dickhead. So what? What now, mommy? Oh, nothing new there, then. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> now the good knowledge is dropping. Let's not stop the flow. Money, Mike, why are you worried about my relationship? Maybe he wants to sing you a Valentine. Wait a minute. Um, Wait a minute. What relationship and what evidence do you have? I'm a dickhead. I'm just saying. We need to have a preliminary. Valentine's Day is coming soon. Ooh, that reminds me. My, I got to get a couple of gifts. Let me if you're actually worried about it, write me a letter. All right. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Be here where, does these, uh, where do these dickhead charges stem from? Oh, my. <laughs> oh, no. I can see the stem growing right there. Hey, set a trial. I'm not going to argue. Oh, my. It's like Aqua Teen Hawk now. One thing that's good, Phase 1, instead of... He's, he's trying though, to... He's like Aqua though, Teen Hunger Force. He was trying to get enough dicks to build a dick ship. Excuse me, my name like, uh, Mike Miller was speaking. Excuse me. Even though she didn't give you the option of a preliminary hearing, and she went straight to a pre-trial hearing, at least she didn't just scheduled to a pre-sentencing hearing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh-oh. This is weird. So this intelligent woman, the district attorney, her client's the state of Texas, she's skipping some steps here. Uh, just process and yeah. procedure. It's only a constitional thing. Don't don't need any like procedural things such as how I appear. Let, let's just say I was appearing in person, but if we look at in-person appearances, there's general and special, and there's specific reasons for each and valid reasons for each. It's part of their procedure, right? It's not a not something I made up. And when you uh, do appear specially, it is to challenge. State jurisdiction, whatever whatever that means. I don't know what it means. That's what they said. It's a challenge state jurisdiction. So when you appear specially, a lot of the general uh, appearance 
jurisdictions do not apply, such as, you know, waivers of certain consents. Like, I do consent to be questioned. I do consent to be all this. I consent to be all that. And when I told her, Mike, if you listen to the audio, up here especially, she's like, yeah, well, you're here. And I said, no, I'm here appearing especially, even for this little pre-child. It's not court. I'm Look, I don't know about all that. I'm here especially. Do you understand? Are you are aware of that, correct? And she goes, yeah, well, you're here, and here's your chart, bam, 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 bam. She just started reading off the charges. So uh, what she wanted me to do, and I don't know if it matters, but she stayed within the bar. I, I could across the bar, and it was just me and her in this courtroom, and I'm not sure if it matters, but she said, come on in and have a seat. And that's when I asked or told her, I said, you're aware I'm here especially, and she goes, you're here, you're here. And I said, well, I'm just going to stand over here. And that's when she did not listen to another word I said. She she just said, here are the charges. I'm not here to argue with you, blah, blah, blah. And then she walked out of the courtroom and said, I'm going to go set trial, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, if you, want to, uh, if you want to rattle her cage a little bit, write her a letter and just say, yeah, I don't really understand what went on in court the other day. Um, but I was just wondering, when will the arraignment be? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's, well, here, that's exactly what happened. Was She walked out and she went to the clerk and said, he wants to set a trial. And I, walked, I was right there with the clerk, I, but I was on the other side of the window, you know, the public side. And she walked into the clerk's office. <clears throat> that he wants to set a trial. And I said, ma'am, I do not want to set a trial. I'm not here to play. I'm not here to pay. And so the clerk was kind of confused. And then the DA lady was yelling at her, like, he wants to set a trial. Set a trial. I said, ma'am, I don't want to set a trial. I'm not here to set a trial. And the lady and the clerk took the DA's instruction and said, I'm going to set a trial. And I said, are you going to plea for me? I'm going to set a trial. And I said, well, who's going to plea? Or, you know, to the effect. And then the DA yelled, you can, you can plea with the judge, is what she yelled. And that's when the constable guy came out and started yelling at me about getting out of there and sitting down and doing all this shit and pushing me around. Did you get a piece of paper with the court date? No. You did throw in there at the last minute. What, Judge? Another thing is you can ask her um, to say, I, I apologize for my confusion. I don't understand this quote-unquote pre-trial hearing or whatever they call it, and just say, um, doesn't, process, doesn't the process or procedure require a plea before a pre-trial hearing can be set? Yeah, or, or before a trial can be set, right? A trial has to be based on a a plea, right? Normally a not guilty plea, because a guilty plea would be a very quick trial. You know, you're guilty, bang, okay. But a doesn't a trial have to be that or agreed upon by the parties of a plea? Just yeah, you can. Yeah. If you plead guilty, they don't need a trial. 
because the trial is to find out if you're guilty. So if yes. you plead, you don't need a you don't need a trial. And if you plead, uh, if you plead not guilty, you don't need a trial. And if you plead no no contest, you don't need a trial. It's only when you plead not guilty, then they have to prove that you're guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what they did, but you know, I, I would what? call the office there just to see what they did, and uh, because look, they they followed their own shit, and I'll, you know, I, I don't want to just not show up to one of their things. And uh, well, here's and another thing. Another thing, if you don't want to file anything into their case, that's fine. But just remember, if you do write letters in the private, you don't file those in the court case. If she wants to, she can file your your letters to her in the court. Mm-hmm. But if you're writing a private letter, you don't have to file anything in their case. Okay. Yeah, thing is, like, I'm, I'm, for some reason, I'm just not worried about it. I I will take care of it, but I'm just not scared of these people. They they're so ridiculous, <laughs> you know. It's it's comical, but at the same time, they do have a certain force of authority to do certain things that are unlawful. But they, you know, they do do that sometimes. But uh, not worried about these clowns. I'll, I'll take care of it, but. They they think they're all badass, you know. They they think, well, we we're not going to talk to you. We don't have to argue. This is the way it is, and you better comply. You have to comply. Okay. Well, that's another thing too. Um, if the prosecutor doesn't have doesn't have to answer my questions, who does? Exactly. Who exactly? Who do I talk to? About well, like uh, Carl, Carl Wolfman is uh, settling privately, right? So let's say this pre-trial meeting was my chance to settle privately. It's just me and her in this room. She's the one bringing the charges. I did show up. We're there to talk about it, right? Of course, I'm talking about that she has no even authority to bring the charges against me because her client has no authority over me. And but she can just walk to the next office and immediately, you know, move it to the next process, which is judgment, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, well, that's not quite private settlement. <laughs> you know, that's not quite fair. You know, but, but that's how they are. And I, it was, I wasn't expecting much less, and I'm, I'm glad I got my questions into her, but she, they just glossed right over the top of her skinny forehead, you know. <laughs> she d- had no idea what actually was being asked of her. Like, what does the transportation code regulate? Very simple question. That guy that was escorting Regulate you Regulate all drivers upon the highway traveling everywhere. That's what it does. Even in China, even in India, it regulates everything. That's what it does. The guy that <laughs> was escorting you out of the building, either he was admitting how criminal they are or he was just really upset. He didn't know what to do. 
when I was politely belly bumped out of the building, you mean? <laughs> yeah, when he when he had to take his finger off of his weapon and point it at you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he actually touched you, but yeah, he I mean, people could have died if while his hand was off his gun. Oh, I'm seriously. Public safety issue. Guaranteed. I got a little comical with him. He should have sent right that guy a letter and say, I'm sorry, sir, that if you injured your finger while you were pointing at me or something. I think he might have uh, <clears throat> had more of a head injury because one of his eyes looked like it was about ready to pop out. <laughs> I just want to make sure that somehow maybe if they have on-site ambulance or doctor guy that pushed his eye back in because it was it was freaking me out. Now guess guess what this guy's name is. Truly, in this case, he could write a letter to Bob. Yeah, Bob Douglas. Greetings, Bob. How's your eye? Your your eye all, almost ended up on my chest. And, uh, my, my fellow man, I apologize. Your blood pressure uh, raised. Uh, yeah. I know you got an eye on me. I Brother Jeremy has arrived. Is that so? I wouldn't know. Yeah, Jeremy might have some experience with that district attorney. Maybe. You Mike and uh Aquila, I don't know if you've heard the audio. Like after I heard it. You know, I send it to Roddy and stuff, but I I, look, I listen back, and for some reason, I think I sound like a wuss on the audio. <laughs> but but it's all about the questions, you know, pertinent questions, wanting to get an answer, wanting to actually hear their answer, and uh, you can hear right away, just immediately. They they want to enforce their law, but they do not want to talk about it. It'd be so simple if. if Somebody showed up like me and said, I'm I'm not sure of the law. They they should have the book of their law right there just in play. You know, flip it open and say, you know, statute one twenty two, eight twenty five, bang, right there. This is what the law says, right? That's that's how easy it should be for a district attorney, someone representing the state, you know, should be able to do that. Such as if, if I had a uh, a book of rules and I said, Roddy, you have to follow my rules. Roddy said, okay. And then one day Roddy came to me and said, dude, I don't want to follow your rules. I'm not sure which rule to follow. I just whip open the book and say, Roddy, here's the rule. Right? Very simple. Well, as soon as you question them on it, they don't want to even follow, they don't even want to talk to you. Which means it's a sham to begin with because they're obviously not lawyers, they're not attorneys, <laughs> they're not law enforcers, because as soon as you ask them about the written law that is that is solid and stone, you know, in their libraries, everywhere they look, that's what they're enforcing. When you ask them about it, they don't want to turn to it. 
at all. They don't want to go back to it. Did your citation... Go ahead. Well, I was just saying that it's not as real as what they say it is. It's all fake, which means... Your, but I'm not saying Go ahead. I was saying, does your citations have any uh, fines attached to them, the amount to pay? No, no fines. Mine didn't either. And I've noticed that there's a variance between, like, the Department of Transportation, like commercial trucking. Sometimes the fine amount is actually on the uh, information versus these. It's almost mm-hmm. like it's almost like if they were to send you a letter to pay the fine or come and plead guilty or innocent, would be a form of uh, extortion, in, in a sense. Because they're doing it before you even have to process, you know what I mean? Well, I do remember a couple of times when I was, you know, just out of high school, you know, 20 years ago, when I got a ticket or two, speeding or whatever it may be, I got a ticket for exhaust pipe lower than axle lateral. <laughs> my lower Civic and my exhaust pipe was like too low. And there was, there was a fine amount on both of those tickets. I do remember that. There was actually a set fine. And then after that, I never got a ticket until now. And now I realize there are no fines, meaning they can just make up whatever fucking shit they want in court. Right? Like, where's the fine fee schedule? Where's the fine schedule? How do I know what a deceptive license plate ticket is worth? Right? How, do, how can I find that? No, it's just the judge is going to say, well, how about $25,000? Right? He can just make up anything he wants. That's my, th- my um, brief theory on why they, why they don't mail them out anymore. Or may just say, hey, we've determined that you are under our jurisdiction. Here's a court fine or come and find out why you're not guilty. It's because it's all, a, in a way, a big racket. Yeah, it's already why? determined that, yeah, it's already determined that you are fined, you are a violator, and you come into court to find out how much it's going to be. The new scheme, it feels like. You you are a violator immediately because there's the presumption. That's why we have all these armed police because everyone's a violator, and we're all here to fucking catch everybody. And you come into court to find out how much it's going to be. What's your payment going to be? How much gas do you want us to release into your chamber? Well, I have a question. You know how sometimes when you get a ticket, it tells you how much the fine is, and if you don't pay it in 14 days or whatever, the fine goes up, and they could also add service charges or victim fees or all kinds of other crap, but there's a cheaper amount if you pay it early? Is that coercion? when they try and entice you to pay a lower amount or is it extortion? If you don't pay this amount, you're going to have a bad day. It kind of sounds like the fine itself is arbitrary. It's actually not set in stone because if, like you just said, if you can show up early, they'll say, okay, we'll lower it. So immediately at that point, they have the right to change the law 
You know, the law says the fine is this much, but well, we can change it. Or if you show up late, then we can add to it. I don't believe it's a bunch of arbitrary fiction bullshit. Which it is, actually. I say that in good spirits. It's actually crap. And it does not apply to us. Bullshit. I've also heard that they're not allowed to offer you a plea deal until you've already pled guilty. And I think the reason for that is because they're not allowed to threaten, extort, or coerce you into paying. Hmm. That I don't know. Or... I think just my own thing about the plea deal may or may not be, um, because we're not experts, but private settlement is all I'm thinking about is if one side wants to settle with the other, maybe. <clears throat> but the legal side has to call it a plea deal, right? They they have to call it something because everything has to be defined in their world. So I don't know. E- either way, it doesn't concern those that are not within their jurisdiction. If I agree to a plea deal, even if I'm totally in common law, and I agree to it, bang, sure, then then I'm bound, at least minimally bound. I'm bound by my word. But, uh, I don't want to get all rich Iverson on you guys, but under the American jurisprudence or some of this legal research about adhesion contracts, yeah, that's what we talked about. You grant joinder when you go apply for their their stuff. What is joinder, Ronnie? I call bullshit uh, on that anyways. If if I know yeah. what you're what you just said, if um if they say the highway the motor vehicle code applies to me because I'm a registered voter, one contract has nothing to do with the other one and therefore it's irrelevant. Well earlier when you were talking about jurisdiction about being in their building, I think phase one was mentioning, it's like if if they don't have any jurisdiction, why is there regulated product on your property? You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. Clarify. Like, why do people go apply for a license and a plate to put on their property or attach to them when they don't? Why are you speaking <clears throat> if? Do you want me to answer questions of, like, what if something would happen? I was just saying you're kind of granting jurisdiction when you put somebody else's logo on your property. Who is? Who is granting jurisdiction? Uh, Colin. Colin did. I don't know Colin. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know about that. Are you granting jurisdiction? Like, I, I don't know exactly what you're getting at, but if I have a motor vehicle in my driveway and it has a state registered plate, it doesn't mean that the CPS has any jurisdiction or that family court has any jurisdiction or that criminal court has any jurisdiction because the criminal court doesn't have jurisdiction over motor vehicles. 
It's a separate department, separate contract. Mike, no, the HOA has jurisdiction. <laughs> the homeowners association of the apartment you live in, or the residence but, you live in, but but the homeowners association can't take your driver's license away or give you a fine. Well, not a motor vehicle fine. I was just joking, but yeah, you're right. Nobody has jurisdiction. The Boy Scouts don't have exactly. Yeah, the difference is if you're part of a homeowners association, you've agreed to a whole different set of rules. But they can't write you speeding tickets. No, but they can write you parking tickets, which is fucked up about the HOA because you have to give them your license plate because they know who's parked where and all this bullshit. But it has nothing to do with Roddy Thunberg. I was, I was just, you know, what do you call that? Bluffing, laughing, bluffing. Another thing, too, is you can't get a speeding ticket or a ticket for failing to stop at a stop sign in a parking lot because a parking lot is considered private as opposed to public roads. I won't challenge you on that, but, you know, cops are running around that can ask if they always got a phone call or a complaint. They're, they're self-complaining and witnessing at the same time. You see, the thing is, Walmart can call the police and say you're speeding in their parking lot, but I don't really know how that works because Walmart has no authority over the motor vehicle code. And if you're not on a public road, you don't fall under the code. So at that point, it's Walmart's problem with you. It's not the state's problem. So they're going to have to find another way of going about it than a speeding ticket or failing to stop at a stop sign. Because Walmart, Walmart can only call in a complaint saying maybe, let's say there's a speeder like actually doing, you know, figure eights in the parking lot, which would be customer danger you know, or customer safety, and they yes. can call in a complaint saying, I need police action, please. Just like we would in our, if somebody was driving through my yard, you know. Yeah. Like, can you but what I'm you? getting at is that's, that's private property, so yeah. the police can't technically charge you under the motor vehicle code because you're not on a public road or a highway. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. It'd be... It would be some sort of safety issue or damage. Maybe they're running over Walmart cars. Causing a disturbance or whatever, yeah. Yeah, definitely, in my opinion, it could not be a traffic issue, like speeding. Even though... My my opinion is they would... All they can really do is tell you to knock it off and get off the property. Yeah. Really, that's all they can do. Yeah, and Walmart would be the one that could press charges in a civil action saying some yeah. sort of, you know, damage, something like that. Yeah. At which point you would at which point you would ask Walmart to give you a bill or a bill of particulars explaining how much how much harm, loss or injury in dollars you've caused. So you can settle to, in private yeah, to to the brick building called Walmart. Exactly. 
No, you caused our customers harm. Well, can you please total up uh, every single emotion um, of all the customers? <laughs> and if you could add on to that, like maybe their their feelings, and then total that up, and uh, I'll see you in court. Yeah. How many feelings did I break? Mm-hmm. Well, before they, you have due no, process, no. they say you damaged the parking lot for a million dollars. Yeah, you got to add on fear. Remember, remember child fear. So you got to add up all the fears and the uh, anxieties and the. Uh, Wait a minute. Walmart owes me for all the rubber I laid on their parking lot. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a wash. What a great court date. I'd love to be the judge on that one. Just getting paid all day to hear this and then just, yeah, oh, it's equal. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't able to uh, confirm that you happened to go back Friday and ask uh, the nice clerk lady about if she'd set for trial. Yeah, I did go back uh, because when I got pushed out, I did not know if they set a trial or not. And I was, uh, uh, I don't want to have a warrant for my arrest in their system. Uh, uh, I did go back two days later talked to the same clerk lady who hates me. She absolutely hates me. Of course, I'm the enemy of the state because I ask questions. And I just said, is, there, is my name on the docket? And she goes, she goes, no, I'll put it on tomorrow, which was Friday. And uh, I said, okay, do you have an address to send confirmation of that to? And she goes, she read me the address, showed me. I said, okay. So what do you plan to do? Just wait for them to summon you? The big word, summons? Yeah, I can't wait. The court date is what I want. What I want. I want the judge to make a decision, not some DA prosecutor, constable pushing me around, clerk lady asking, you know, acting like she knows what's going on. I want a judge to make a decision. Well, I don't know if you reiterated what what you've talked about here on this call tonight about how dumb they are. But you actually had to inform, if you go back to Wyoming, you had to inform the experts on their own process to mail you a notice. And you got it on the very day that you were supposed to call in for conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are people are idiots. I'm just saying, of course. What do you want me to do? Do their job for them? Like, what do you want me to do? Well, on these calls, as we've all discussed, is that's what people have been doing is making their jobs easy. But now they don't have to do them. People just go in and say, I'm sorry. I I apologize. Here's my money. I I do want their administrative hearing officer, which is what they call a judge, to actually make a decision on what the... Um, assistant DA has provided him. And all that I believe that she's going to provide him with is this ticket from the cop. And I just have to ask one question, just like I asked the DA, was, does the transportation code apply to me? And the judge will have to make a decision. Remember, he's in a position where whatever he says is, is actually binding. 
Whatever the DA says is not binding. She can say whatever the fuck she wants. And uh, we'll just see what happens. And if he says, yes, it's binding, say okay. Put that in writing. We'll see what what the state says. Because remember, it's an administrative hearing. Uh, every administrative hearing district has a judicial review office. So every, every decision that comes out of an administrative hearing uh, office gets reviewed by the judicial review, which is the actual state, the, the, the courts that are sanctioned by the constitution of the state, you know, not just the legislature of the state. And I'm not banking all, on all this, but uh, I'm just, I want to see what the judge will say. I'm not sure if if he has no driver, he has no vehicle, he has no plate, he has no registration, he has no uh, harm, loss, or injury. I'm not sure how he can rule on his administrative um, limitations. Now, how how can you rule that someone's guilty in an administrative like a like a Boy Scout hearing if they're actually not in the Boy Scouts and it's totally clear that like Mike said they're not in the Boy Scouts? How can you actually say yes, guilty? Hey, fine. Especially well, in my five tickets. Go ahead. In my opinion, if there's no harm, loss, or injury which there's not. The only reason anybody can bring you in there is a breach of contract, and they're going to have to provide the contract. If there's no harm, loss, or injury, and there's no contract, there can't possibly be an injured party. Exactly. So even if you did violate their code, there's still no injured party. Even to violate their code, as we know, I'd have to be somehow in their code, such as Boy Scout this, Boy Scout that. And the judge will know. I think the judge will know, or I'm not saying he will know, but if I was a judge, I'd have to know. In my position, an administrative law judge, you have to have certain determiners to say, district attorney, you're bringing this case to me, there has to at least be a driver, a vehicle, a registration, a title, a something. Just give me something, maybe an accent. You know, he, he is transporting persons or property on the public highway. Just give me something, which in most cases there are, right? Every single person shows up with those five things. And if this judge comes back saying, you're guilty with those, I'm going to be totally surprised, and it'll be a new story. And it's it's not that I just don't have title or don't have license. that I've never subscribed to any of that with this state of Texas. have not applied for a new title for that truck. I've 
never applied for a license, did not apply for registration, did not apply for insurance. Well, here's another thought. Apply for tags, nothing. So there's no record on their part, is all I'm saying. Here's another thought is if you if you have no license, no registration, no motor vehicle tag, you filed no paperwork whatsoever, that kind of helps the judge and or the prosecutor back out of this because now they can do that no uh, no low prosequi mm-hmm. or withdraw the charges or whatever because the prosecutor has a duty and obligation to withdraw the charges if there's no reasonable possibility of a pros- of a conviction. So if she doesn't have enough information, she can't prosecute the case. Mm-hmm. I've, I've thought about that. And if if they present that point of view, where it's either a no-lo or a dismissal, I'm going to say you're going to describe exactly why you're not you're a no-lo, like why, why you don't want to pursue this case, exactly why, so that I can have that in my possession. I want it in writing. Okay? So the next time I get pulled over, for the exact same charges, exactly the same warrants, I cannot be charged again. Or if they say dismissal, I'm going to say I want dismissal with prejudice, describing from the judge, not the prosecutor, from the judge, exactly why this will not be prosecuted. And and if you're not going to do it with a, a prejudicial dismissal, then I'm going to go to trial. And I will get it. I will get not guilty on these charges. Just I'll put them on the point, right? Just say, hey, just because you present me with these issues, like, oh, you're backing out. Look, why should I should feel thankful? No, I'm gonna go for a little bit more. I'm gonna say that these five charges that you're charging me against, whether you know them or you dismiss them, I want them with prejudice or with in writing. So that next time I get pulled over by a cop in your district or even other counties or whatever in the whole state, actually the whole country, I'll pull out this piece of paper and say, you cannot charge me, sir, with these five charges. Anything other charge? Sure. Charge me the fuck out. But these five? None. Thank you very much. That's what I want. Well, one thing you could do is require the prosecutor to put something in writing saying that that uh, she will never bring these charges up again. Mm-hmm. But if you're really brave and you want to see some real fireworks, when she says, oh, well, uh, the prosecution or, or the state has decided to withdraw the charges, go, oh, hell no. Those charges aren't going anywhere. Those charges mm-hmm. have my name on them. I have a vested interest in those charges. We're going to play this game to the end. To and the when end. I catch and when I catch you, guess who's getting sued? Me, exactly. That's what I want to do. Make put them on the spot, not me on the spot, right? Yeah, I could imagine seeing him in court. 
Mike. Thank you. Imagine in court the judge. Go ahead. Okay. No, I just want to thank Mike for those words. Exactly. That's the kind of the wording I was thinking about when when they do bring that. Cause they, I think they will bring that. And I'm going to put them back on their feet and say, no, 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 no. <laughs> These charges have just my gonna... name on them. If you don't dismiss them or if you want to put, a, put at least put it in writing with your name on it, that these charges do not exist, blah, 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 with this. Yeah. We'll talk more about that later. I was just imagining a judge in court. So, Morfeld, he he has his truck, and he was doing what with his property, and he doesn't register it with the state. Okay, he has no business with us. We have no business with him. He didn't hurt anybody. Hmm. This is a tough one right here. His property, you say, Pia? His property? He was using his property? Uh, Your Honor, he he was in physical control of a motor vehicle. (laughs) And so the the state represents that uh, he is liable for these charges of deceptive faith and um, no title. And, um, yeah, the registration he talked about, sir. And so we, we do want to prosecute for these charges, Your Honor. Exactly. Judge quiet. Just like, uh, I can't do it. I, I just don't have jurisdiction. I have no nothing in front of me saying that this man and his property or his action is is prosecutable or hearable or triable under the transportation code. It just doesn't make sense. Huh? He wants to keep his job. That's what he'll say. I know why the judge threw you out. Well, a judge didn't throw me out. It was an assistant district attorney. Yeah. Attorney. Yeah. No, he, was, he threw you out because she threw you out because you were molesting her. Goddamn right. You're molesting. I was milking it for everything I could. Sorry, milking her for everything I could. Which were answers, and she she didn't have no milk. Trust me. In reverse, he was molesting her backwards because he wasn't playing with her. He, he wouldn't play with her, and that, that molested her. Another... Another another funny thing to do would be when she says the state withdraws the charges, don't say anything, and then send her a bill. Just say, yeah, just so you know, here's a bill. I charge $200 an hour to three-hour minimum, and according to my calculations, this is how much time that this um, fake case of yours cost me. That's that's genius, and and that's only in a you know the prospect of a if it turns out our way, it would be funny to do that, right? Think of the officer that's pushing me around, be like every time he touches me, it's ten grand. <laughs> Just send him bills. 
<laughs> and plus, I have the judges, you know, the decision saying not guilty or or whether dismissed with prejudice, saying that I'm actually right, you know, rightful, and just turn around to these people and say, and you're so lucky. Charge the shit out of you guys, but I'm not. I'm a nice guy. I'm gonna charge the fuck out of you guys. Even though that's what you're doing to me. I also thought um, at first that face one might either be a violator or a felon. (laughs) A felon's a good word. Yeah, I got other funny ideas for um, if she withdraws the charges, but I want to talk about them on the air. (laughs) But if they withdraw the charges, maybe I should talk to you off the air because I got all kinds of crazy ideas. Oh, and Roddy K, I have bad news. Uh, uh, the uh, the the year in review recording of your stuff is uh, uh, something happened. So uh, I I don't know if I'll be able to upload it or not, but we'll see what happens. It might be a might be a delay. Good. Tell him tell, tell him to define something. The recorder has not ended. You are muted. Oops. <laughs> Good knowledge is being dropped. Sorry to Who's, get in. Am I muted? Yes. You are a oh. ham sandwich. Mm. Yeah, that was um, that was a trick I pulled with the. Uh, my ex-landlord's paralegal lady, she sent me an invitation to court, but I had a a bit of a dispute with the man who acted as landlord. I didn't have a contract with any agent or paralegal. So I sent her a letter saying, uh, I don't believe I've met her. I don't believe I've spoken to her. And I don't believe I have any contract with her. Therefore, I don't believe I have any duty or obligation to answer her. However, if you wish for me to appear at your little hearing, 
I will require $200 an hour at a three-hour minimum. And she didn't answer me. So that was pretty much a self-executing contract right there. So when I showed up at the hearing, they wanted to settle out of court because of the notices and letters I sent. And um, when we were sitting there negotiating, it was just me and the paralegal lady in front of a quasi-court mediator. And uh, I brought up I brought up the fact that I wrote to the man acting as landlord and he refused to answer any of my letters. And I said, actually, by the way, I wrote you a few letters or I wrote you a letter and you, you failed to answer me. Remember the one about the 200 bucks an hour at a three hour minimum and her face dropped. She changed the topic real quick and ran back to go and talk to the landlord again and come back. So I told her ahead of time, I don't believe I have any contract with you. I don't believe I have any duty or obligation to show up to your hearing, but I will show up anyways, and it's going to cost you. And I I believe I also told her uh, to provide me with a contract showing I have a duty or obligation. Otherwise, she agrees I don't. Which is what you can do with this pre-trial thing. Just let her know, I'll show up at your pre-trial if that's what you wish, but it's going to cost you this much. Tell her to produce a contract that shows you're obligated. And if she can't send you a contract showing you're obligated, tell her you're going to make her pay. And it'll be funny for her to try and say that $200 an hour at a three-hour minimum is ridiculous because she probably makes $300 to $500 an hour. Yep. By the way, she's a public servant. You can ask her how much she makes a year. <laughs> or you can find out. Exactly. It'd be funnier to ask her. Oh, I think this is unreasonable. $200 an hour, a three-hour minimum? This this is unreasonable. Uh, how much do you make? <laughs> All right, man, but before I even came here, I actually forwarded your fucking uh, salary. <laughs> but don't lie to me. <laughs> I already know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a list everywhere. I don't know if the list is the same thing, is called the same thing, but around here it's called the Sunshine List. And any public employee that makes over 100000 a year you can just look up on the sunshine list, like say, not that I've ever done this, but say you wanted to know how much your son or daughter's uh, principal is making at school. You can just type sunshine list, board of education in the city, and just type in their name and their name will come up. You'll see how much they made last year Mm -hmm. and how much their benefit package is worth. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Ah. We'll call back in. What'd you call me? My phone cut out again. Works pretty good when it cuts out, so I can still hear you. Oh, there you go. What? I thought your phone cut out. Nope. Maybe it's my phone. What the heck? I don't know. I'm in the basement. Mine might have cut out. Uh, anyway, yeah, we're talking about the sunshine and uh, thing, and then your phone kind of went dead. And I said, he'll be back. And somebody yeah, said, I, I don't. I don't know where it cut out, but you can just uh, type in Sunshine List Board of Education and it'll give you an alphabetical alphabetical order list of everybody that works for the Board of Education that makes $100,000 a year or more. So you can find out exactly how much they make and what their benefit package is worth. Have have you been watching at all any of those, uh, what we call the First Amendment, uh, auditor, the guys that are filming police here in Canada, America, whatever. Have you been watching that? I don't think I've seen any of those, no. But some of them, uh, the the cops they encounter, especially sergeants, lieutenants, or captains, um, when they come into encounters with them, and they and they and those guys actually act unruly, you know, start saying, we want ID, you know, you know, detaining people for no reason, they'll, they'll put links to where you can find their salary and their income and what they make for detaining innocent people, you know. And it's so funny, to, not funny at all, but it's, it's interesting to see, like, these people that we're paying salary to, because they, they're tax-based salary, right? The, the citizens, residents, whoever, they're, they're not a self, they're not a self-profiting business. They, they, all their profit comes from the people around them. And these folks will post how much they make, all their benefit packages, everything, because like Mike just said, it's all public. And just seems that most people don't watch this stuff, you know, like you don't understand how much this sergeant driving by detaining people for no reason just because he has a gun, just because he has some authority to say, do you have ID? And he's not detaining terrorists. He's not detaining criminals. You know, he's not, he's interacting with the public all day long, making $250,000 a year. And that's where he gets the money, though, right? If you actually think about it, he doesn't get money for fighting terrorism. He gets money from suspecting normal people of crime, right? And and then maybe searching them and finding, oh, they do have a small-time warrant, and then, oh, yeah, he gets a bonus. Bullshit.
Yeah, I guess if you're having a hard time finding that information, you could always do it by way of uh, Freedom of Information Act or uh, whatever they call it, the FOIA request. Yeah, FOIA. That, that's what the guys I was talking about on YouTube get it, of course, because that's our only way. And even in that way, we don't know if everything's true because it comes from the same source. But uh seems to be at least presentable right now. Now, some of these, uh, some of these uh, county sheriffs and whatever you call them, the highest form of police, uh, I'm not into ranks or anything, but they're, they're up into, if you do a FOIA with their benefit package, it's like two, like quarter million dollars a year. Dang. And are are these folks actually police folks, like solving that much crime or, or stopping that much terrorism or are they doing a quarter million dollars a year worth of protection for me and you? And like, are you serious? I mean, I, I, I feel pretty safe, but I don't see any police sergeants running around right now, like, making me safe. You know? Yeah, it's one reason uh, every once in a while I like watching videos of that uh, Trey Gowdy guy <laughs> in the um, congressional hearings. Because he yeah. says some pretty interesting stuff sometimes, but he says, uh, he goes, oh, well, this actually makes me sick that I'm a public servant. I'm serving the public, and I'm making more money than all these people in the public. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense that I'm making more than the people I'm working for. Mm. Like, Holy shit, I never heard a politician say that before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too sure what to think about Trey, but I watch him Why? Every I don't watch like a direct channel, but I do watch when Trey speaks because whatever he does say, it appeals directly to the common folk always. Yeah. Um, did you see that? Did you see that one where he was uh, um, interrogating somebody and he goes, "The lunches you eat, the lunches, <laughs> the lunches you eat is like a ten thousand dollar lunch for somebody." Fucking, I don't know. The lunches you eat could feed. My town, or <laughs> I don't know. He just, he just, or he, or, or he or says stuff he, like, or he what? says stuff like, "How can you possibly explain to me how it took ten or twelve of you people to fly down to Las Vegas and scout out if the hotel room is good enough or not?" <laughs> exactly, exactly, and he said. Ex- Explain it, counselor. Explain it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, because all politicians are, they're motivated by certain things, but when Trey speaks, or when Trey Gowdy speaks, or when he, not when he speaks, when he questions what we believe to be, you know, corporate interests, all this stuff, he just grills the fuck out of them. Just bang. And I like it. It's funny. <laughs> Grilling the IRS. 
<laughs> he makes them look like what they actually are with his puppet. You know, fucking play tools. Fake out, he grills the IRS like, who are you to do this and this? That's <laughs> pretty funny. Or when he says stuff like, I can't believe this. You're a public servant and you're trying to plead the fifth. Do you even know what the fifth is for? Mm-hmm. He goes, he goes, pleading the fifth, he goes, the fifth amendment is for people who have been accused of a crime <laughs> and they don't want to incriminate themselves. You haven't been in, you haven't been accused of a crime yet. You don't, the, the, the fifth amendment doesn't apply to you here. This is Congress. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, that's funny. It's true as fuck, actually, and he's actually saying the right thing. And why don't the funders, the people who fund Congress, the people who fund all this action, the people who fund Trey Gowdy, meaning you and me, why don't most of the people see this? Right? Because if they did see this, they would start asking questions about why or who they're funding. You know, yeah. what, what what services, what what protections, what am I getting for the money I'm putting in? And every single year, the money keeps, that I have to put in keeps going up, right? What are we getting? Nothing. Or nothing that I can, nothing more. You know, all, all the... The water lines are put in, all the sewers put in, all the power lines are put in, all the, you know, the cell towers are put in. Taxes should go down, right? Like once the, you know, the infrastructure is established, you know, maybe things should mild out, you know, maybe come to a medium. No, everything keeps going up. Oh, we need more. We need more. Now the government's shutting down again. The USA government's shutting down. Why? Oh, we need more money for uh, immigration services. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> just a yeah. joke. Just an absolute fucking comedy show. He also says stuff like, well, for years I was the prosecutor in South Carolina, <clears throat> and I know that you're <clears throat> an ex-prosecutor as well, so the both of us are very aware that if you want to find somebody guilty of a crime, you have to have a witness. You have to have some kind of evidence. And he's like, everybody knows there's an element to a crime and you have to prove every one of those elements or that crime does not stick. You can't get a conviction. And he'll actually go through and tell you what the elements of crimes are. He's basically telling normal people, wake up. This is how the law works. Bingo. Exactly. It's just weird to hear politicians actually tell people the way it is. Exactly. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. And not not in a legal language, in a language that you and I understand, but a forceful language to be speaking to other folks who he believes like they're not uh, lawyers like he is. So he's speaking to tell them exactly what he knows, right? Or, or what the law is. 
And I, I like the way he does that because he, 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 he's not talking to another lawyer. He's actually questioning a... Um, Hillary Clinton? <laughs> exactly. He's questioning someone in front of this... Yeah. Who is another lawyer, actually? <laughs> and uh, it's just the way he speaks is so awesome. It's clear. He uses. I don't think good... so, Madam Secretary. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Very gouty. Does the transportation code apply to the to me? <laughs> Write him a letter. I bet you he'll answer you. <laughs> exactly. He might actually. I'll send him this case file and say, Jay, would you please assess this real quick? I mean, come on. Two or three minutes. Wanna drag this retard into Congress for a day? <laughs> He's fucking uh these Van Austin, South Texas courts think that they fucking control everybody around here. They can push everybody around. Trade, this is, I mean. <laughs> oh, one day I heard him. It was funny. He goes, um, he goes, yeah, well, while I do agree that the, the uh, folks in the Ninth Circuit down in California, they're pretty good at their job. However, we're going to go by everywhere else in the country on their decisions. <laughs> it basically said, yeah, the ninth, the ninth circuit in California is a joke. We don't really go by that here. We go by everywhere else. Yeah. That's a a guy like Trey Gowdy, let's say, or a voice like Trey Gowdy. I don't know a guy because I don't know him, but just his voice when he speaks is what I believe that maybe a, a a Congress of a free country, you know, there should be lots of voices like Trey. He is around the place. Uh, questioning certain things about law and government, and there should be many of them. You know, many of those guys, act, you know, asking many different questions, not just one dude, right? This is like one guy that's actually, uh, you know, what I think is listenable. Like, we should listen to this guy because he's asking the right questions. He's saying, who does what? Who does what? He's pointing fingers at so many people and, and pointing blame. But we only have one guy. Like in a Congress of 137 representatives, the other fucking 136 are useless. Basically garbage. You know, and then we have a Senate of, what, 100 senators? I'm not sure. What, what are they doing? Absolutely yeah, I nothing. I think things are starting to change. Obviously, it takes a while, but Donald Trump's kind of been kicking the hornet's nest pretty good, getting certain people out, appointing certain new people. And I don't know, it seems like everybody's trying to put, well, everybody's trying to say as is, is close to nothing as possible, but people are starting to rat out each other. And the more and more evidence keeps piling up. 
I think Donald Trump is actually cleaning up the place like he said he would, but it's probably going to take a bit still. But I think it's in the works. Yeah, when when he said drain the swamp, it, it, it wasn't the country. It was actually the government, right? Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, Bill Bill Clinton will never run again. Hillary, I don't think she's stupid enough to run again. She's probably going to die before then anyways, but I don't think she would ever have a chance ever again after everything that's happened. I don't think so, but you never know what the American people, man. These these people are fucking weird. Chelsea. She's no bothers. Poor Haitian How dare you? Chelsea and Obama? Chelsea Handler? Do you think there's any truth to that? I mean, not that we care, but that she's web, Hubble spacecraft guy's daughter? I don't know. I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, because she got some big-ass lips. Apparently, Justin Trudeau might be the love child of uh, Fidel Castro. Apparently, his their whole family's been tied to communists in Cuba and stuff like that. And apparently, his mom had a few affairs. And she spent some friendly time with Fidel. <laughs> so the rumor has it Justin Trudeau might be Fidel, might be Justin Castro. <laughs> or Kevin Trudeau's brother, natural curious. Did Trey Gaddy really say, say that about the Fifth Amendment when they said, I plead the Fifth? Yeah. Yeah, he said, he, he told uh, a senator or congressman or somebody, I don't know who it was, I forget. They actually told him the Fifth Amendment only applies when you've been accused of a crime and you're a public servant. This is make this makes me sick. I'm curious. A couple of years back when Lois Lerner was going through that, she was pleading the Fifth left and right. I didn't come at it from that angle about accused of a crime yet. But I did say, wait a minute, don't they have a duty when they got the job to... Make sure things are done correctly. So why would she plead the fifth on something she had a duty to do? Lois Lerner was accused of crime. That's why she was in front of Congress. But not every uh, single Trey Gowdy video that says is an accusation of a crime. It might just be for, you know, um, whatever they do. But there are certain bodies of Congress where that's why they, you go in front of Congress is to you're indicted, <laughs> like Lois Lerner, like Hillary Clinton, but not every single time. Dave Chappelle was on that years ago, man. That was a funny skit he did about pleading the fifth. I don't think I saw that one. It is. If you can, search for it, like YouTube or whatever, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle Show, pleading the fifth or the fifth amendment. It's, it's hilarious. But all white people that get off on using that, and he's a black guy. <laughs> 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 
What happened? Speaking of Jeff, speaking of Jeff Sessions, uh, everybody's talking about he should. Uh, you know, he's recusing himself on a lot of things. Some people are saying he should recuse himself of his position. As far as I know, he's recused himself on a few issues, but he hasn't recused himself on other issues. I guess he feels some issues there's a conflict of interest, but others there isn't. I'm saying he's compromised. Hey, Mike, do you... There is no Trey Gowdy channel to subscribe to, but I, I watch... I try to watch, you know, the guys that always post his channel. Is there one that you like that always gets a new one? Or I think the one I see coming up a lot is like Wiki, Wiki Politics or something. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, but I'm not subscribed. But that's one that maybe you know gets a new one. Or... Yeah, I've never I don't think I've ever checked the guy's channel I don't know how often he comes out with one yeah. But every once At least every once in a while cause There's so many with Trey Gowdy I got 1980 Trey Gowdy you know, like, I don't want to Subscribe to him all Because Trey Gowdy doesn't have a channel That's what I'm saying right? Uh, there is no Trey Gowdy channel But uh I don't know. I'm sure if you spent the time and looked around, you could probably find somebody that has a channel dedicated to them. Well, yeah, but they also put on way more, way other politics on their channel. So, you know, so every every week I'll get like fifty five thousand fucking you know small views or small posts. And then one Trey Gowdy thing. But I want to try to limit that. Or you find or you find a Trey Gowdy video that's like a half hour, forty five minutes long and you click on it and it's all the clips of the ones you've already seen. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And and how come in a free government I couldn't just go straight to the Congress channel, right? I should just be able to go straight to the Congress channel. Shouldn't the Congress have like a YouTube channel? Like, yeah, where's, where's TreyGowdy.gov? Yeah, OpenGovernment.gov slash TreyGowdy, right? I should be able to do that. Motherfucker, it's because it's not open. That's why. I was thinking of opening an email account with um, Hillary.Clinton at gmail.com and just see if I get some funny emails. (laughs) Or maybe those emails might just disappear. (laughs) You never know. There'll be a bunch of suit and tie guys showing up at my house with a hammer, smash all my devices and burn the house down. And then, and then they'll be like, "Dude, move over here!" But those emails never existed, right? <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> At this point, what difference does it make? 
I don't know. I, I think for them to show up to your house and and threaten you and they take you away, it means a lot for them because because if they didn't take you out of this position, you must be a threat to their opposition, which is society, right? Yeah. The public. So they got to come in, take you out, get you out of there, and say, hey, let's fuck out of there. Let these other fucking folks out here believe what they want to believe, and we're good. Can I throw some legalese come along here in right quick? Go ahead, Roddy. I'm looking at the Oklahoma rules. We know how we talk about it's for their club, right? I don't know. I'm looking club, at the. Uh, I've, never, I've never heard it called the Oklahoma club. Just the say Oklahoma it what it is now. <clears throat> I'm looking up. Uh, I'm looking at you know like joinder, just various things and the requirements. I have an operator's or driver's license. The only one that pops up is risk management. And here's the header. In order to help protect the general public, as well as the state and other covered entities' property and their employees, the rules contained here shall apply. Okay, so you're looking in the wrong section. You're looking actually in the department, actually the department of licensing like what they have to follow. It has nothing to do with what road rules, you know? True. But everything here says their drivers, their property, anything they're insured, the state is attached to pretty much. Yeah. That's that uh, everything to do with the government thing that you pay for. Okay. But you go down here to the spe- yeah, you go down here to the specific requirements in the same what? section out of uh, for the for the risk management of the state state employees. Okay, or state, the risk management of the state is this is you're talking about really now like a legislative executive branch type office. Well, no, no. What I'm what I'm getting at is when you when you go to Title Forty Seven, look for specific requirements. Mm-hmm. They are using what's in their rules for state employees or anybody doing business with the state of and course upon it, they should, they should, they the, should use in their rules. Yeah. yeah, they're taking something specific and they put it over in Title 47 that looks vague and says any driver, any blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, I'm a driver. Oh, my God. I've got to do this. I've got to. But if you go back and look where it's originate from, it's for, it's very specific. It even references Title 47, the motor vehicle section. Yeah, well, some some departments of the state do have what they would call, I guess, private rules, state rules, like offices of the state have uh, office rules, right? Like, okay. So, and what what those are called? They're, they're called governmental rules, right? And, and you can look back and 
uh, every administrative um, outline they have, and you can say there's there at the very top there is a governmental rules and regulations that what applies to what, what applies to who, and very first they do outline that the government does have rules. So I'm not sure if one of those Title 47 rules transfers back up to that Article 1 rule called governmental rule. Uh, You can check it out. I was just thinking like the DA in your situation. Oh, it applies to everyone. Everyone doing what? Nothing applies to everyone. Yeah. It's it's anyone, anyone, uh, Mr. Morbid. It's anyone. Anyone doing what? <laughs> That's what I would say. Anyone who? Anyone where? Any, you mean anyone performing the act? Well, if it's in a certain standard set of parameters of rules, like every Boy Scout must do this, then it applies to everyone. If it's clearly outlined. Like if everyone wearing a badge has to follow a rule, then it applies to everyone, right? We saw that when you were researching your, uh, I don't know if it was with Steve One or the uh, new truck, but the emissions test. Yeah. If in, in order for the state to, let's say, use the word contract with you, they would uh, make sure that you pass an emissions test first before they would put their sticker or seal of approval on your property if you register it with the state. I, I never said that would. But say say again. Yeah, when you were doing research, we saw the documents about the emissions test that you were excluded because you're not registered. No, it every county has their own emissions uh, regulation. Every county here in Texas, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Well, before they yeah, would... If, uh, you, if you if you live in Dallas County, when you go to get just, your vehicle inspected, your vehicle, which is has to be registered first, and you have to be a, a licensed driver, and you have to have, you know, um, a title, you have to go in there, show all your paperwork, get a, your vehicle inspected just for an inspection... <laughs> Um, lights work, you know, seat belts, everything else, and they'll stick the little donger in your tailpipe to make sure to see it. You know, emissions are good. Yeah. Uh, so basically, they they won't even like 20, give you their. Listen, twenty miles north, twenty miles north in Collin County, you don't have to have that. But so they won't even there. give you their. They won't even give you their official registration approval or. Emissions approval, unless it's first registered, right? Oh no! You if you go to a vehicle inspection, if if you're if you I don't know how to say this. If you're a resident of Dallas County and you get your vehicle inspected, if you do all this, if you do it, then yes, you have to follow their procedure. But if say you find out that the emissions rules are different in Houston 
you can call up your cousin, get his permission to use his address, and you can drive down to Houston and register your vehicle with a Houston address, and now the Houston emissions rules apply. Bang. Exactly. So you get your emissions test according to the rules in the area where you put for your address. Here's what's funny is uh, that I've only been near near Dallas for about two years, but I grew up in Seattle. And Seattle is a very populated area, you know, two million people in one area, and we had all the laws and everything applied to all the surrounding communities for like a 200-mile radius. You know, Seattle just controlled everything. Moved down to Dallas, moved down here, and I was expecting all that. And if you're like 50 miles outside the radius of Dallas, they don't have jurisdiction. There's no emission test. There's no building codes test. Nothing. There's like the city, you know, Dallas stopped going because Texas like fucking they put up their arms and said, stop it. Stop your jurisdiction. We're all of us farmers are standing here, and you're not going to move, you know, closer with your permits and your registration and all your bullshit. Because, because that would apply to their tractors, you know, and all their farm equipment and all, all this stuff. And so, the car I bought here, like there is no the inspection. It's only like, does your headlight work? That's it. But if you go to Dallas, yeah. They did the whole fucking thing. Emissions, lights, seatbelts, you know, the safety restraints, everything has to work. Otherwise, you don't get cleared for your inspection. But like one county north, like just one county north, south, east, west, everybody's like, fuck, dude, you know, airbags are already blown out. Nobody cares. And inspection only requires if, like, your taillights work. That's it. And if you have registration. But yeah, I never go through that because I don't have registration. I bet you there was a county in California that had emissions test before anywhere else. I'm not going to take that back. Roddy? Roddy K? What? You want to take that there? About the airbags exploding? No, Mike's that. No, keep it moving. I was distracted. I just said I bet you that there was a county in California somewhere that required drivers get emissions tests before anywhere else. Well, of course. 
I'll bet you, I'll bet you a million dollars you're wrong. No, it would be presumed that California would be the first, yeah. No, it'd, it'd be presumed that where the first automobiles were produced would be the right answer. Well, I think just about everything is known to the state of California to cause cancer. But I think that you're okay with that. California is a cancer home society. <laughs> but I think I, I think emissions would be definitely located towards um, <clears throat> carbon emissions, where maybe the first automobiles were consumed and uh, popularly used. Of the youth. and that might be where the first. Uh, Emission concerns might be. California was like, there's still cowboys, you know. Let's be real. Yeah, but cowboys are probably known to cause cancer by the state of California. Marlboro, baby. Marlboro. <laughs> Maybe Marlboros are cowboy killers because it was designed by the Indians. Hey, Mike, if you, if you have seven minutes, uh, listen to that audio. I think me and Marty can hang out for seven minutes. Yeah, I'll listen to it. We'll be here. The saving figured out, and uh, it's not that long. So, Marty, why why are you mad at me? Who's mad at you? Somebody ignoring me. Doing your your accents are not weird. What are you talking about? You're the one ignoring me. On <laughs> are you on drugs? Dude, I texted you Thursday morning. I just heard I, from you today when you called sir, me. Sir, sir, where do you live? <laughs> are you armed? Show me your license, sir. I need to see your license. Why, I need well, to know who you are. Why don't you know? Why don't you know why I'm stopping you? Why don't you know that? I need to know who you are. If if you don't know why I don't know what you're doing, then you should stop doing it. I just use the emergency lights <laughs> to find out who you are, sir. I mean, your tail light was out, and millions, millions could have been injured. Do you have ID? Do you have ID? 
Yes, but if I reach no, for it, you'll shoot me. Do you have ID? Well, who are you looking for? Who do you have ID? Who are you looking for? I need I need to know your name. This is a part of my investigation. I need to know your ID. And it's lawful. So don't give me this fucking bullshit, but it's not lawful. I've, I've been in this industry my whole life. I know. You're under a detainful, detainful, investigation camp. It's are you, this are is you what a, we're doing you now. A, are you a sovereign citizen? I'm a sovereign citizen. Yes, I am. Who are you? <laughs> really? Who are you? Me? <laughs> what are you looking for? You. <laughs> That's a better one. Who are you looking for? That's always a good one. Who are you looking for? Who are you? Who are you looking for? I was, uh, I was helping a guy one time, and he went to court, and the judge started talking to him, and he goes, did you did you receive my paperwork? <laughs> and the judge goes, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The guy had no idea how to react to it. The judge just nailed him. Uh, explain that. I don't get it. Because <laughs> the judge is like, are you Mark? And he goes, did you get my paperwork? And he goes, I don't even know who you are. So looking at it one way, he said to the judge, did you receive my paper my paperwork? And it's the kind of joke like, who are you? Are you talking no. to me? No. But also... <laughs> Mark filed paperwork and he and he asked the judge, did you receive my paperwork? But he wouldn't tell the judge's name. So how can the judge say I got your paperwork if I don't know who you are? <laughs> you got to tell me your name before I can tell if I got your paperwork or not. Gotcha. Who's on first? That's good to know. I'm on first. What is on second? I'm on second. You do what? That is on second? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Who's the home run? Who made the home run? I am. Yeah, okay. How did the home run? It ain't got no legs. Uh-oh. <clears throat> you rolled over. <laughs> anyway, this is a lot of good knowledge. Been dropped. Um, I hope all take heed and consider 
I have any questions, we can take some questions at this time. Anyone have a question or comment? Where's all the trolls? Whoever they may be. Yeah. Well, well, well. What do we have here? So I might listen to that. Depends how tired I am this evening. Well, it's actually it's morning. And listen to that one thing. And we can regroup and see what we think. Yeah. It, it's only seven minutes. It's, but most importantly, like, we, we already know how these people are going to act. We already know that. And so when, when you do listen to the Kula, listen to what I say. Because you already know what they're going to say. I don't care what you're talking about. Like, you know, you already know their overreaction. Mm-hmm. But listen to what I say, because I, I do want to get certain questions, just questions up front. And remember, it wasn't a court hearing. It was just a, this what they call a pre-trial. I was not worried about it whatsoever. I I drove right out of the parking lot in the exact same car that they were saying that I don't have insurance and license and everything on. I drove right back out of the parking lot with that exact same car. If it was so important, you know, they would have pulled me over so quick. But well, this is this is because you got experience. The first time you did what I would have been is uh you, you somebody escort you or you know whatever the situation was you know. I've gotten escorted twice, Roddy, you know, out of their courtroom uh, for the pre-trial. You know, the first time was a dismissal. You know, when I went back to trial, when I went back there to their trial, the DA walked up to me and said, dismiss, right? But at that time, I didn't know to ask for Give me a specific reason why you're dismissing it. I didn't know that. Right? But this time it's going to be different. Definitely different. If you're going to dismiss it, it's going to be for a goddamn reason. Otherwise, we're going to trial. <laughs> I'll get the not guilty on all these charges. How about that? Hmm. Do be king. Do do not be careless. Yeah. I'm surprised the DA uh, didn't threaten you to uh, suspend your driving privileges. Um, I'm just wondering, guys. You know, the DA's like, uh, <clears throat> we're gonna bring charges against you, and most of these charges involve suspending your driver's license. We're gonna suspend that shit. I don't have a driver's license. I've never applied mm. for one. There's there's not a canceled one. There's actually no record of one. Why didn't you consent? That would have been a perfect time to consent. Yes, please, would you? I'm begging you, please. Would you please it. do that? Yes, thank you so much. That's it. 
Where's the piece of paper? I'll put my authorized signature right now. Suspend it. There's just exactly. But I don't I don't have that liberty, man. I'm not telling them what to do. They are the ones that know what to do. They are the ones that tell me what to do. I'm just waiting for them to say, hey, next move. But I am doing a little bit differently. I'm not doing written form like Mike, Quilla, Carl. I'm just trying it just to see. Because either way, even with Carl's way, with written or whatever, they they cannot like grab you and arrest me and take me somewhere and say, oh, I'm this bad guy. I, I could be charged or whatever. But I think either way, it's not a jailable offense. You know, there's no... I think for a traffic crime, a traffic crime no seatbelt, no license plate, it's not a jailable offense. They're not going to lock me up for, you know, 30 days. Uh, but but don't, um, don't just get totally reckless, though, because they could try and nail you for contempt or failing to obey a court order or something like that. You're right, they can't bail you for a traffic offense, but they could try other stuff if you get out of hand. Okay. I'll keep that in mind, for sure. Hey, Mike, on your ombudsman statement a while back, I was thinking also that's kind of what they're doing uh, with people. You know, we talk about those blockers, like uh, we're going to help you with your IRS debt if you owe $20,000, but we settle for like $100. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're they're the same thing with those prisoners uh, that they have planted in there of the snitches or whoever these guys are, people to complain to or, you know, they'll rat you out if you tell them what you're going to do. Yeah. Like decoy prisoners for the really uh, informant. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know what kind of oath they agreed to, but they're Probably mandated reporters. I was reading some stuff about Nexus. People sue uh, different people involved in the conspiracy against them. Uh, Hold on. Hold on, you said you were doing research on what? On the people who sue wrongdoers, like government officials and whatnot. And there was one about if if the informant is actually paid by the state, does there has to be like some kind of financial nexus as they're acting on behalf of the state or acting for the state. Then there's a nexus there, the government or the... Uh, Agency can be held liable that, you know, uh, supplied money to them because they're working for it. <clears throat> but if they do it on their private, if there's no nexus financially, then they did it on their own willingness. And another thing that popped up was private counsel. Like if uh, 
it, let's say you sue the state or whatever, and you win, or regardless, the state can then sue their counselor, which is also known as the public attorney or the, the attorney that gave them the advice to do what they did. They can sue the fucker that counseled them. Right. You, you do understand that the state, what we call the state, is divided into multiple departments, right? And then agencies. And all of those single agencies, all those single departments are actually separate from the, the state we talk about, like state of Oklahoma, state of Texas. And yes, each one of them has a legal department to to make sure that the department above them doesn't step on them and all this stuff. And that's what makes me know, or for sure, that we are not governed by that state, right? Because it's so compartmentalized, it's so pinpointed down to the exact businesses that are trying to regulate. There's codes for it, there's codes for this, codes for that, codes for that, but nothing for me and you, right? Nothing for man. Yeah, and it's so sad, these poor, these poor, I won't call them poor, but you know what I mean, these poor men and women in uniform, there's always such a push to respect the cop, and people don't want to resist and say, why in the hell is this man in uniform? Asking me who I am. Because there's such a propaganda machine out there that they're protecting your safety and they're good members of the community and it starts well, first with propaganda, yeah, they'll, you they'll know. Tell, they'll tell you how to walk down the street, exactly. Because right? they, they know how to walk down the street safely, right? Because they're, they're such honorable people. No, that's not how it works. They're Roddy, as you know. Well, it's I mentioned you on a call recently with Colin, you know, about Colin Derrick. When he says, I fought for your freedoms. And you said, no, you didn't, Colin. And it really pissed him off when you were telling these people, you're, you're fighting for my freedoms, so I, what am I supposed to do? Give you a head job now or something? You want a cookie? What am I supposed to do? Surrender yeah. to you just because you think you're fighting for my freedoms? Yeah, they... We were on the same team. These folks and badges think that they're out for our best interest and they can tell us what to do because they have a badge. So if I'm walking down the street improperly, they can stop and tell me, walk properly. This is not anything that they have any jurisdiction to do or this is not within their scope of duty, nothing. But yet they, they believe they can stop their car, turn on the lights, say, you're walking down the street improperly. And if you don't comply with me, it'll be instruction of services, disorderly conduct, whatever the fuck. And this is absurd. That's <laughs> actually... I they know. I found, this a long, I found this a long time ago. I heard about it recently, about failure to obey a lawful order. Here in Oklahoma, I found it like a long time ago. The only time these local police can give lawful orders is when they're directing traffic. If they're at a crime scene or 
the road's blocked. They're just there to keep the fucking traffic moving. That's their lawful orders, period. Well, unless they got a rest one or something. But... Yeah, well, now they're going to stop pedestrians, right? Is that cool? Yeah, it's in, like, school zones. It's very limited. There's, like, school zones or something. Crossing guards. It's, it's their cool zone, right? If you're walking down the street in a parka, can they stop and like, whoop, whoop. Hey, what are you doing? Walking down the street. Butter. Well, Well, you have a, you know, you have a bat. But they, has a bat. He's walking off from the fucking ball field. You have a bat. What's your ID? Give me your ID. Right? That's it. I mean, of course, that guy would probably get his ID and say, you know, I'm just walking up the street going home. Where are you living? Where do you live? Where are you going? What are you doing? Who's your mom? What's this? Give me your ID. Bang. Do you have any warrants? There are. There still are some colorful, I don't know if they've been revoked, but I was looking at 1921 common law stuff here in the, the books. There's still vagrant rules, like vagrancies, like people just moping around with no home. Yeah. But to just stop them, to say, who are you? You must have an ID. Everybody's got to have an ID. You know, If they were standing there like two days in a row, you would know they were vagrant probably, but come on. Well, you just said the key word. Is there any law that says you have to have an ID? Well, as far as I know... When when I say ID, I mean a state ID. Is there any law that says you have to have a state ID? No. Okay, good, because I don't have one. I've been in Texas for three years now, and I don't have a state ID. I've never applied for one. But I still but have you know, power, I still have internet, I still have all these things. But I, you know, with your first court with your first court case about the entity charge doesn't exist, there's such a push to first get the ID. They've got to have the ID because they want to charge you. That is so obvious. Well, Give me your ID. Show me your ID. You, you, you said the key word. It's their ID. They want me to be in their record. As far, as far as I know, there is no federal vagrancy laws. I don't believe there's any state vagrancy laws, and I don't think there's any county vagrancy laws. I think they're just city bylaws. So if you're not a resident of that city, I guess mm-hmm. no vagrancy laws could apply. It was like a state thing for counties. Yeah, it was different. Yeah, you're right. It's different depending on what your jurisdiction you're in, if they presume you're in. But no man, woman, or any other entity has the right to check your pockets to see what you have or what you don't have. And you're not required to show a cop ID ever. Well, Mike, let me ask you. What what form of ID am I required to show? None. You don't have to show any ever. Am am I required to subscribe to any 
form of ID when somebody asks me, like, who are you or you already answered that. Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder so, so, if police so lineups Mike, still exist. So, so, Mike, let me ask you. How do we know who people are? If there's no law that says we have to subscribe to ID or anything, how do we know? Like, how do I know who you are? Well, it's really none of your business unless I've caused you harm, loss, or injury. And in any case, I don't necessarily need your ID to call a cop. It would be up to a cop to try and get ID out of you. But even if you refuse to show the cop ID, if he has reason to believe that you committed a crime, he can arrest you if he wishes. But... Thing is, Mine, like, exactly. When when I'm talking to you, I I I never say, "Let me see your ID." Yeah. Like, like friends, like me and you, buddies, we'd never say, "Let me see your ID." Let me see. Make sure you're a state citizen, real quick, right? Mm-hmm. We, we we never ever say that. The only time that state ID that we carry around in our pocket or most people do, I don't, maybe you don't, don't. the only time we carry that around in our pocket is to confirm when we get pulled over or we get confronted by that entity is to confirm that yes, we are a part of that entity. Yes, here's my state ID. Here it is. There you go. Right there. And we never ask our relatives or friends to see their ID either before we get in the car with them. Yeah, but we never go to Christmas. Yeah, yeah. we never walk them to a Christmas party and be like, hey, hey, Grandma, let me see your ID. Hold on. Because we're going to transport, you're going to, Grandma, you're going to transport me to where? (laughs) Exactly. We never ever do that. Well, as far as I know, their process and procedure it is in accordance with the Constitution, and it says something like they have a duty and obligation to follow proper process and procedure, and they have to follow due process of law or whatever they call it, meaning if I punch you in the nose, you go to the police station and you fill out a sworn statement or a sworn complaint, And if that cop finds there's enough evidence to lay charges, he has a duty and obligation to take his evidence and the sworn complaint to a justice of the peace or a magistrate or a judge of sorts and get a warrant signed. And then Mm. the cop comes back and grabs you for assault because now there is a charging instrument. Mm. Mike, do do you know how police investigate themselves? <laughs> With their um, special investigative, their police special investigative unit, which pretty, is part of the police station, or or in as they call it, quote unquote, arms length watchdog agency. <laughs> yeah, pretty much they stick their dick out. <laughs> Criminal faces, and they go, <laughs> "This motherfucker, we're gonna fuck his face." Exactly. They don't care. That's all he got. 
That's why they got the fraternal order of police. Yeah. But you know, my side though, like the way we did, what we think we should do is say, "Hey, go in there, I'll complain, keep up on it, always keep up on it, see what happens." But in the end, it's over the top. It's bang, fucking bingo, bango, no charge. You're you're just a dumb, you know, citizen complainant. Fuck you. But now what? (laughs) Well, here's another thing. If you're walking down the street and a cop stops and says, hey, let me see your ID. And you say, "Uh, I don't believe I have any duty or obligation to show you ID. And he says, who are you? And you say, I don't believe I have any duty or obligation to answer any of your questions. And he says, where are you going? And you say, I I got nothing to say to you. And he says, if you don't identify yourself, I'm going to take you to jail. And you still say, I don't have any duty or obligation to even answer your questions or speak to you in any way. I got nothing to say to you. He might actually tell you that he's going to arrest you if you don't give him your name or show him ID. He might even put you in handcuffs and search your pockets. But there's a good chance he's not even going to take you to jail. It's all a big Mike admitted. Mike admitted he had firsthand experience, right? Oh, I've had that happen before. I have I have a better one, or or just a more simple one, I guess. Uh, which is if I an officer wants ID, I don't have ID. Obviously, I don't. And uh, he's trying to press me. I'm John Doe. Right. I, in fact, Mr. Officer, I will tell you what I am: John Doe and Jane Doe. Whatever the fuck you want, Mr. Officer. You fucking go put that in your report. I am John and Jane Doe, and you cannot arrest me until you have John and Jane Doe for a crime arrested in cop. Eat shit, motherfucker. I'm John Doe. Well, how about this? Who are you? Who are you looking for? Bingo. Who are you looking for? First of all, who are you looking for? Well, you're suspicious. That uh, you are suspicious. Are you looking for me? <laughs> got a piece of paper with me? my name on it. <laughs> if you got a piece of paper with my name on it, I guess you know who I am, right? That's right. If you don't know who I am, then I'm fucking John Dell. So fucking put that in your fucking shit, officer. And I don't swear too much, but it just gets uh, absurd when they're like, I need your name. We need your name just for our report. We have to have your name for our report. No, you don't. You just have to have a a placeholder. John Doe, Jane Doe, X. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever it is. Okay, just, you need... You need my name for your report? What do I get out of it? That's right. Exactly. Just put contact. Just put... Three meals and a cut. If you need my name for your report, you must be doing an investigation. Correct, officer? Yes. 
we're of course we're doing investigation. What obligation do I have to help you with your investigation? You know, please you, you're, you're saying something. You're saying it off the top of your head, but I've been researching this over these past few months, and you're right. I mean, this statute says exactly what you're saying. If they think your vehicle, let's say you're in your property, they think it was involved in an accident and you just ran away, they can stop you to check that, yeah. But that's about it. Well, if you're under the influence, but it's it's rare, yeah. They say, hey, we think you're, you hit somebody over here and your vehicle matches the description. We just want to check. And? That's about it. Their, their powers to uh, stop you at random, other than the big trucks, or people they know is involved with this, you know, state, oh, is very limited. Oh, it's, yeah, their their authority is also, yeah, they're very limited, but they make it arbitrary, and they, they of course, expend it. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier about the uh, administrative codes. It says over here who it's applicable to, and they put it over here in another motor vehicle code, a section that's kind of vague. But if you go back to see who it's applicable to, it's kind of, you know, pretty, pretty exact. Well, if, if it's any kind of a real law, it should have a preamble that describes who it applies to and what situation it applies in. True story. If administrative, the administrative laws here in Oklahoma are the laws or all are the rules. But in general what you said earlier about administration is not true law or something. I see where you're coming from. Hold on. Who said that? Right? Was, Who said that? Was it Miller or you said that? Yeah. It's an administrative I, I never said it's local. not true law. I never said that. What'd you say? The laws of Oklahoma? What I said was I have no idea what the laws of Oklahoma are. No, 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 no. No, the word administrative. When you use the word administrative in a certain oh, administrative way. Law. Administrative law is administrative law. It's not constitutional law, let's say. Administrative law is not criminal law. It's not civil law. Administrative law is by application only. Just that's how it is. Basically, if you work for Walmart and you break a Walmart rule, you go in front of the Walmart administration and you you get administrated because you're part of their administration. Yeah, that's, that's administrative law. In, in a nutshell, exactly. And Carl's yeah. talked about that kind of before too where people run into an administrative court and they say, I have a First Amendment right, or I have a Second Amendment right, or whatever. And it's kind of stupid because you don't. That's the wrong place. 
it's like going into Walmart court and saying, I have a first, I have a whatever amendment to carry a gun. I have civil rights. Yeah, yeah, the Constitution doesn't apply here, buddy boy. This is Walmart. There's no right to bear arms in Walmart. Here's the propaganda, like I call it, our mind control. What they're doing is saying, let's say Oklahoma has Walmart locations, right? So Walmart has jurisdiction in Oklahoma. No, and you're in Oklahoma, no, right? No, That's no, what they're saying, though, no. with the police, with the police. That's what they're saying. No, no. Just because we exist here and you let, exist let, here. Here, we're... here. Here's the difference. If you work for Walmart, you can be dragged into a Walmart administrative hearing. If you are a Walmart customer, you cannot be dragged into a Walmart administrative hearing. Exactly. No, that's true. But what what I was saying about the police, it's kind of like if Walmart had. But the police was the same thing that Mike's talking about. The the police work in the administrative capacity. This is what they do, and all they can only, well, not the police, but the the administrative body that is alleging that you committed a crime against them can only drag you in there and be successful only if you are a part of their body. Uh-huh. But if you can, if you show that you're not, I don't know how to say this. A little bit drunk, sorry. Could you imagine if Walmart had security cops walking outside their property onto other people's property? Well, you're in the city. I mean, you're not part of Walmart, but you're here, I mean, you know, we had jurisdiction because you exist in this town. That would, that would suck. <clears throat> what I'm saying is, uh, Roddy, do you understand administrative body politics? You kind of, sort of. It's like you uh, apply for a position or be part of a policy or something, I guess. Uh, you never fight for it. Never, never fight for it. What you do is you never apply for it. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you never fight for it. You always, you just never apply for it. You always uh, never go for what it. Is, okay. Did you hear? Did you hear fight? I said apply. Oh, sorry. You did good. What are we talking about? What's up? Some people do fight for it. It was a, it wasn't me. It was a guy like 30 miles away. He was on the news. He was on the tax commission that issues the the license plates to make him a special plate that says I'm gay on it. And they wouldn't do it. No, okay. he was begging. He, he was oh, begging Roddy, for why, it. He was. A, Roddy, why tell us these stories? We don't care about these stories. Because he I was fighting care. for his his. He was fighting to get why? them to do something that they won't do. Listen, the law, you don't have to fight for the law. This is a free country. You don't have to fight for it, is what I'm saying. No, you're missing it. He wanted the state agency to issue a license plate that says I-M-G-A-Y. He he was fighting. He had a lawyer to look into it. Okay, well, I don't care about that. So when you said no fight, I said, well, there was one case where somebody was fighting. Yeah, but 
I'd rather talk to Mike Miller about wheelchair, like tracheotomies, maybe, you know, <laughs> things to do when the DA talks to you instead of fucking license plates. Come on. Tracheotomy is legalese. <laughs> Gordy, do you understand why me and you might not be friends anymore? Do you understand? <laughs> we were never friends. No, we were good buddies for like two and a half years. All right. <laughs> okay. Out of the closet. Okay, Trey Gowdy. Trey Gowdy. I love Trey Gowdy. Go ahead. Go ahead, Trey Gowdy. <laughs> He's a man. Uh, no, I want the real Roger K to show back up. The real one. Okay? <laughs> Go ahead. Keep it moving. Go ahead. No, Roger. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm not worried about it. Does this mean I no longer we can talk legal balls no more? Says who? You have any questions, Roddy K? Yes. Get Colin Derek on the phone. That's not a question. Yeah. Say again. Here's what I got to say. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love the show. I got to go to bed. (laughs) All right. Love you, brother. Good night. Mike, you there? Yep. All right. Well, if it's just me and you, I'm going to call it a night. All right. Yeah, I'll, uh-huh. uh, I'll listen to that thing tonight. If not, I'll uh, try and remember to do it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I'm listening, too. Sorry, Carla. She's still here. That's right. I'm always here. Yeah. So am I. Oh, I, uh, Mike. Mike, should we do it? Do anybody, um, Jeremy. Mike, do you have the energy? Do you have the energy to deal with Jeremy? <laughs> I don't know. It depends on how troublesome he is. I I do kind of like what he has to say because it's always, you know what I mean? Like what what you shouldn't know, you should know. So, <laughs> Jeremy's that guy. Uh, and, and I'm the, also the guy that uh, asked for forgiveness. All right, so how'd your last step stop go, Jeremy? Wait, wait, excuse me, what was the question? I was just wondering if you had a traffic stop, like how would it go? Oh, I just got one the other day. <laughs> exactly. So, how, so how did like, that go? How did it go? 
I, I yeah. thought I am well. You, you know, some guy has a gun, and um, there were guns drawn. What do you mean, I mean guns that's drawn? Awesome. That's amazing. That's wait, 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 whoa! Slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. I'll slow down. slow down your story. Okay. on this light behind you in a vehicle and you pull over. Yeah. And then you pull over the side of the road because you think there's an emergency because that's why the only reason for oh, the light. I didn't pull over. Who pulled over? Wait, wait. What, what's your question? Jeremy, how are you? What's my question? <laughs> oh, I'm great. Great and uh, abundant and prosperous. So, what's your question? <laughs> You're abundant. What does a lot of you? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Too much for me sometimes. Okay. Well, why don't you ask me what the definition of my dictionary of what abundant means, and you wouldn't be an <laughs> asshole in in my. My uh, authority, my jurisdiction, and you can just be kind of like a, a polite person. I mean, where is your jurisdiction? Where is that? And when you're done so, answering that, how about you tell me what abundance means? Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're asking me where's my jurisdiction? Yeah, where? It's everywhere I am. Says. Oh, hold on one second. I have to pause a freaking non-jurisdictional weird world that doesn't apply to the real world to answer your question because it's yeah, I, I yeah, it's kind of funny. But back to your question. So you're asking me where does my jurisdiction lie? Yes. Yes, Jeremy. Where is your jurisdiction, Jeremy? Where is your jurisdiction? Where is, is that, it? I, where is it? Can you, can you define it? It's wherever I lay it. Define it. Tell me where it is. Uh, I just define and if, everything. If you can't tell me where it is, then you must think you're God. You must his jurisdiction lie, is, is in his right. jurisdiction. Jeremy, are you God? I don't think so. Yes, so where's I, your jurisdiction? What do you mean? Uh, what, what, okay. I don't think you understand what jurisdiction means. I don't what, know if you understand what jurisdiction means. What does jurisdiction mean to you? You're the one saying that you can go anywhere. What's jurisdiction? Right, 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 right. So, but you're the one questioning me. So what is your definition right. of jurisdiction? Well, your jurisdiction stops right here. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait how do you believe that? It stops right here. Oh, where? where's here and right here? It's right here. 
Okay, where where is here and right here for your belief? It is right here. Okay, please explain. How many times are you deaf or dumb? Which one? Are you deaf or dumb? No, I'm I'm deaf and dumb to your jurisdiction. I'm an idiot to your jurisdiction because mine's Good. different. Okay, so you shouldn't come over here. Well, so you're, you're not the finest here. All right, wait, wait. Is here Mars? Is here Saturn? Is here Jupiter? Is here the Sun? Is here? Where? Where's here? You're, define your your position of here. Because I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you every time with with all your dumb words. Just just don't come over here, okay? Are you okay? Where's here? Right here. Yeah, where where is that? My jurisdiction. Right. So where is your jurisdiction? I can define here. mine. Well, why don't you just ask me for my jurisdiction? I'll tell you. That's how this call started, you dumbass. Oh, I, I wasn't on the beginning of the call, but I'll tell you where my jurisdiction begins. Where where does it begin? Um, It actually begins five seconds ago on the call. Okay, and jurisdiction is not a time, by the way. It's not a time. Okay, you're not smarter. Where does your jurisdiction begin? I just told you. Five, well, not now, five. It's like probably like okay. 30 minutes, 60 time. seconds ago. It's not a time. It's not a time. Why, why don't you ask the right question? Why don't you ask the right question? Well, where did your jurisdiction evolve? 60, oh, now, no, I said, where did your jurisdiction begin? 120 seconds ago. Where does it begin? And then I'll explain that to you, since you're so simple. No, well, you're wrong. So. Oh, well, that's your opinion. That's an opinion. Okay, opinions are like assholes. Mm-hmm. Everybody has one. Okay, okay move well. on. So so I can explain to I, you I've, where... I've moved on, and I have a new opinion. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Then why did you, why did you intercourse with me? Why did you in your course of me ten minutes ago saying that I was wrong? Saying that no, no, I'm wrong. Why did you in your course? Why did you in your course? Sounds intimate. Yeah, it does. Why did you do that? No, no, stop. I'm not trying to trap you. I'm not trying to belittle you. I'm trying to encourage you. I'm not trying to belittle you. I apologize. I asked for forgiveness the other day when I was I'm wrong. To, I'm trying to nurture you. Okay, I, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Okay, what I'm saying is that I apologize. The other day, I asked for forgiveness, and now today, you're trying to demean me, and I, I'm, I'm, I do not wish to demean you. What I wish for is an answer, maybe like or, or like just just common parlance, like not not nothing. I don't wish to demean you. Okay, okay, that's fine. I, I'm I'm not trying to use tactics to belittle Donaldson, like I. I I already asked for forgiveness. I'm not trying to go back 
motherfucking, fucking, fucking, fuck. I'm not trying to do that shit. I'm trying to help people. That's our goal, to help people. The devil is one who wants us to, like, fucking fuck each other and, and diminish each other's status. Mm-hmm. I, wish not I wish not for that ever. So I, I asked forgiveness the other day. And I meant it. So forgive me. So how can we help others together? Like, if I have to, like, do whatever you wish. What what, what do you wish? Do you want me to, like, humiliate myself more? That's fine. What what do you wish, Mike? I'll, 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 I'll say I'm wrong more. When I'm talking, wrong. I, thought, I thought you were talking to face one still. Uh, I'm just trying no. to help people, I don't know Mike. who you're talking to, uh, Mike, but I'm going to have to so, bow out for tonight. I, I had a good time, and I enjoy talking to you. I'll talk to you next time. Okay, Mike? Bye. All right. Have a good one. Night. Back to Mike. Mike. I, 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 I <laughs> there's not a battle between you and me. Like, you know, I, I got a little offensive, yes, the first time. And, and uh, yeah, you got offended. I, and I apologize. I apologize. But I'd rather help people and me be in, I'd rather, I'd rather be insulted. I'd rather be uh, embarrassed. And then you and I help other people then, like, be right. Okay, so so the other day I was, I was drinking. Okay, that's that's true. So that's that's why I got carried away. Um, and I apologize once again. So so that's what I'm trying to say. Let's like make the, this. Okay, okay. Let's look at this way. Um, there there there's organizations. They obviously listen to these calls because I caught them like four or five times when I called Carl and then it went to somebody else. And Carl's like, yeah, that happened five other times this week. So they're obviously listening. So I, don't give a sh- I don't give a crap about them. But what I do give a crap about is the truth because the truth, like a light, sees through all the darkness and it's a lamp. And, yes, we might get off track, but the light doesn't. So so when people call in, it'll, it'll reach the right people. I don't know if you remember the call. The call called the Jenny lady or whatever she was. He, he's like, I want her to join a church. But he wanted her to join a church so they spread the word about what he was doing. So so that that I'm I'm like, okay, that that that's fine. So when we, we get in conflict I mean like it's not really conflict but 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 like it if it slows down the process. Um 
that, that I, I, that's why I'm that's why I apologize. I'm like, Mike, forgive me. Uh, forgive me. Like, I was wrong. Right. I don't know if wrong is the right. I don't know if wrong is the right word, but it's the it's the right word in conjecture to. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're wrong all the time. Shut the fuck up. Anyways, so so like, but but like you know what I mean. Like I was not trying to be wrong or do wrong intentionally. I was I was. Mike, you you are you you were, you you were part of the process of re, re, like releasing releasing selling free the profits of this snake, and and then we have opposition always. So, anyways, I I mean, Mike, I I've. I, st- I still is. I've been listening to Carl again, and you're on like most of his later calls, and I'm like, holy shit! I just all the calls, and then Carl always says like, well, Mike's doing a good job, but the only problem that Mike, the only problem that Carl said he's had, was that you were undermining what he was trying to do. Which I do the same thing. Actually, I've done the same thing. Is like, and I was thinking, holy shit, this guy's smarter than I, we are. He's like trying to get this girl involved in the church, so that the whole church will know his name. I don't know if it's a prophetical need, but but like, if if we didn't help her or whatever, then like she wouldn't go to the church. But if she goes to church, then like they all know who helped her. And then they know Carl's name. I mean, that's like a genius. That I mean, I was like, holy shit! That that's like. I was thinking to myself, that's not even New York style. That that's even beyond New York style. Because I I I went door to door for AT and T, and then from somebody moved from New York to Texas, they go, what the fuck? They go, what the fuck's your business? They didn't, they didn't say fuck, but they say, the fuck you want? You know, and they're like, there's like, point blank. I, I, I was like, I actually like them because they said, they, what the fuck do I have to benefit from from you? And they, they just went to the straight, straight to the fucking bro. Like, how am I going to benefit? And I showed them, and the guy's like, let me give it a day. I was fucking... And then they bought her. They didn't buy it. You know, it's like I love those guys because they didn't waste my time. Other people fucking waste like a week, two weeks. Like they fucking waste. I was like, I don't give a shit. Uh, man, I learned. Fuck, I love New Yorkers. I I love Harlan. He's like, fuck you. What the fuck you have to? I'm just like. I just love it. I, I, I just love it. Like, I'll fucking tell you your face right now. Yes or no? No. Fuck you. What the fuck's your problem? It's it just, it just like... So yeah, did you but, say Carl said that I under I was undermining what Carl was doing? 
No, no, no. He he said one time, he said, you remember, you were on the call, you were on the same call that he told you this. He told you with the, the, the lady from Guyana, he said that you were helping her, but he was trying to teach her to, basically trying to teach her to go get baptized, the daughter, and, and then go to church and so she could spread the word and he wouldn't do it with somebody else, but then, like, you wrote a letter for her, and then, like, she got out of it. And then he's, like, came on the call again, and you were on the call. It was actually 301 to 325 on YouTube, if you really went at the call number. But or, but you're under... He said you were undermining his, like, what he was trying to do, but... I don't believe, I believe that what that he said was true, but she did join the church, did she not? No. How how do you think it's true that I was undermining what Carl was doing? No, 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 I was just listening to what Carl was saying, like, in the next chapters, he was talking to you, was saying, okay, you're writing good letters, but this is what I'm trying to I was trying to get her not to get out of the situation unless she'd come to me, unless she goes to the church, and then when she gets involved in the church and baptizes the kid, then she's involved in the church, and then all the people and the women in the church say, oh, this happened to me, and then she goes and tells all the women in the church. But, of course, if you get her out of it, then she's not telling all the women. That that was well, like... Well, first of all, Carl told her to go to the church and get the baby baptized and see about living at the church and getting sanctuary and blah, blah, blah. And she didn't do it. And then Carl freaked out. He screamed and yelled. He called her all kinds of names. He accused her of being lazy and stupid and all this other shit and told her, never call me again. I'm done with you. I'm not helping you. So he abandoned her. He dropped her. He left her hanging. So I didn't undermine anything Carl did. Carl stopped helping her. Secondly, secondly, I don't agree with everything Carl says because he's Carl. And I I agree. And I don't agree with his idea that she should go to the church because there is no separation of church and state. Almost all churches are Article 501c3 non-taxable charitable donation corporations. And if she went to the church and said, you don't know me, but Child Protection Services is coming after me, the state's trying to take my baby, that preacher's probably going to get on the phone and call the cops or the children's aid immediately. That's how they work. No, I know. I hear you. I hear you, and uh, I hear what so Carl. I so I didn't undermine anything Carl did, and I didn't force her to do something I don't think she should do. And she won by doing what I told her. So I don't see how there's anything negative about how I handled that. No, no, no. no there wasn't nothing negative like in the end. Well, saying that you okay. think it's true, I was undermining what Carl was trying to do. It, it, kind I of was to finish. 
like I couldn't like I didn't finish. Like I mean she she got it. What Carl said was that yeah, you you got her out of the stuff, but then in in the conversation on the call, he said, Yeah, you wrote a letter and she's out of the stuff now. But my purpose was for her to go into a association and get involved and so that the child's involved, she was involved so she could tell the people. He said that you got her out of that stuff. Yeah, he did. He said that was then call the conversation. Oh, it's on YouTube. But the the conversation, you got her out by helping her. And he he, he was saying, I didn't want to get help her out as basically was trying to say, you know what, like I was trying to get her to do something, but then you helped her out, but that's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It Hopefully, she she joins in, into it. the rest of the conversation. And, well, hopefully she has a group to join that helps her out of the next confrontation. And because we're not going to be there. But her group's going to be there if she joined the congregation. That's what he was trying to say. Is like, I was trying to get her to join it. And he explained that to you on the call. I heard him explain that to you on the call. Well, the way I see it, if the state does ever try and come back and take that baby, I bet you my phone phone will ring. I bet you they'll call me right away. That's not the point. Yes, it is. It's totally the point. Why why is it not the point? That's the question. I I don't I, have a Skype account yeah. anymore, but I do have her phone number, and I bet you if I called her up and said, hey, how's it going? How's the baby? Fine, fine. Everything's great. I bet you she doesn't have <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. But, but I'm a smart ass, and I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to ask smart this, these people. I'm going to come at them in a different direction, which they don't have jurisdiction. They don't have anything. And I would switch, actually, I do not know what, what direction that is, but there might be one. So in my head, I'm thinking, holy shit. Well, what? Do, you, do you think that if she went to the church and said the children's aid is trying to take my baby, the state prosecutor is coming after me, do you think the church is going to be her lawyer or go to court for her? Or do not, anything that's going to help her? C, not a 305C. Do you think that if she's in the church, when the cops show up with a warrant, the preacher's going to say, oh, no, you have no jurisdiction in my church? Do you think the preacher's going to tell If it's a church... Okay, well, this is... The question is, do you honestly think the minister or the preacher of that church is going to tell the cops to shove that warrant up your ass and get out of my church? No. This is this is where you and I might disagree. If if it's a Vatican church, yes. If it's a, <laughs> the if what? It's a church, if it's the church I go to, Pastor Hagee, which is like <laughs> world-renowned, like fucking 30,000 members or more, like, maybe. But... No. He has cop. He has cop. Okay, let let me finish. 
has cops that patrol his church every day because he was shot at and every bullet went left or right and from five feet away. But he also gave them a hundred fuck it gives them sorry, I mean I mean gives them gave gives them like a hundred or more thousand dollars a year. So cops like come to the church every Sunday. So I don't have anything and I actually question Pastor Aggie and his son. And and they actually put they actually put security cards on me during church <laughs> because I questioned them. So anyways, I'm not saying I'm along wait with minute, that. Wait a minute. You're saying you're, the minister at your church stuck security guards on you while you're at church? Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, you yeah. You still go to that church? There's, there's, there's more than... I've been going there since I was 13. And I'm Holy 30. Holy crap. No, listen. Holy listen. crap. I would... No, you, you, you can't. That is the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Wait, the minister... Why, why your, that? Your, Wait, the minister... You, you don't understand minister, why. Be, the minister... That, that'd be like the greatest thing. Wait, wait, the wait, minister, wait. The minister of your church sicked security guards on you while you were in church. And you continue to go to that but, fascist hey, church. Slow down. Uh, like they're they're my they're like my the pastor is like my brother. And he's like got security guards on you. Yeah. I wouldn't expect Holy that. crap. Okay, if you understand all right, wait, wait, wait. What's the biggest church you've been to? Dude, dude, he's going to call the, the fucking cops oh, on what, you in a heartbeat. Big, what's the biggest church you've been into? Have I you don't been know. I don't know how badly you acted in church to have security flock to you. But okay, it was, it was, it was, it, okay, no, 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 Undercover, undercover security. If he's sicking security guards on you, he will call the cops on you in a fucking heartbeat. No, no, it's undercover security. <laughs> undercover <laughs> security. You're not retarded, okay, it's, are it's you? It's, okay, stop, stop, slow down. You don't under. Listen right. to what you're saying. Okay, what I'm saying is not what you experience. So what Dude, I'm I find a new. I'd find a new okay. church or I'd study at home. <laughs> no, no, I do. But get this: I, the week into after that, I. Okay, would you like to know what they did after that? So we mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. I oh no, oh no, not that guy. So anyways, so so Matt Hagee, the week after you I sent I, I called his secretary up and I sent him like basically you know you, you know what the, the desk you scrolls are, right? Yeah. If you don't okay, okay, whatever. Well anyways. The interpretation of the Dead Sea Scrolls is different from what the translation is into the, the King James Bible. And the King James Bible... So anyways, the next like couple sermons, I showed up to church. He's like, you know what? I thought I knew everything in the Bible. And then he says, and he looks over towards me, my wife, and he goes, now I learned something different, which with the word what that basically meant is um, the word wilderness. Wilderness means you you act is exile. 
It means you give up your U.S. current, your U.S. citizenship. You, you, like you start a new citizenship. So wilderness was only used twice. Yeshua and his cousin, and they went to the wilderness, and then Yeshua started his own country and his own military and his own country. And then Manhei, the next following week, is like, he basically said, holy shit, I fucking thought I knew everything. And then he looks at me and is like, I learned something new. And I was like, yeah. And I guess I I called your secretary and I told her the same fucking thing. (laughs) Of course you're going to say that shit. I didn't quite catch what you just said, but wilderness means wild, untamed land, uninhabited, uncultivated. No, no, no. In the Latin, in the Latin, in the Latin Greek, it means when you go to the wilderness, it means you actually like, um, you you give up your citizenship for that country. Like if you give up your citizenship for the United States of America, you went to the wilderness. No, that's fucking bullshit. I call bullshit on that. Wilderness does not mean you gave up your citizenship to the United States. That's bullshit. I didn't say fucking the United States. I was making a reflection of the United States. I'm talking about Hebrew and Latin and and Aramaic and Greek back in the time of when Jesus went into the wilderness. Not not fucking United States. That, that, That has nothing fucking bearing on the word or, or what I'm trying to tell you, I was trying to make a correlation to that that definition just to make it simple, but it has nothing to fucking do with the United States. No. I'm trying You're to the one who said it, not me. Okay, what I'm trying to tell you is that the word wilderness in the Bible means that you you left a country, you gave up that country, you no longer belong to that country. It only happened twice. And, the, and I'm not telling you the rest of the part that that's actually documented is that Yeshua created a post office and created his own country with a ship, with, with an army, with a naval, with everything. And, and like, oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to prove this to you. I I often fucking sent this to my pastor, and he fucking said, "Oh shit, I thought I knew about this." He fucking looked over me when I was sitting in the congregation of twenty thousand. He looked fucking over at me and my wife, and he goes, "After the last two weeks, they look over at me and put bodyguards like." five feet for me and like say like this is the word of God and I was like are you fucking serious I was like these I was like so mad at them I was like you fucking dumbasses so you fucking the words words like fucking and then two weeks later he looks over at me and says oh well you know I read this so many times and I thought I understood it everything about it and he says, I learned something new. And he looks right over fucking at us. And I was like, I want to fucking flip him off, actually. 
And the only reason I know that he was looking at us because we only show up every fourth Sunday during baptism for the little kids, like newborn babies. And he, go, he looks over at us and goes, I know you have to work and you only show up every fourth Sunday for baptism, but come on. And I was like, I was like, Mother. I thought I was so mad. I was like, like, like when we were kids, like going to church and there's dad. We used to go to like youth camp all the time on the beach. And like this one time they put shaving cream on all of us. I was like, motherfucker. I was so mad. I tackled him and started beating him up. <laughs> Funny, actually. Anyways, but anyway, that, that that's uh, kind of what happened there. I know. I'm falling asleep, too. <laughs> Anyways. So, 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 what, okay. Okay. What, okay you can't do it. Uh, fuck. Stop that shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. Cheyenne, wake up. <laughs> okay, so so that that actually happened. And that's my story. So Yeah. Um, bring forth a claim. Quote, prove your shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Attack of the Woo-Woo's. And when you download now, there are special episodes. You get two free bonus music tracks. Phase one, court hearing. Or whatever the hell it was. All right. See you guys later. That went who knows. Brother Mike, you still here? From Canada. All right. That did it. All right. Hey, Quilla. Hey, Jeremy. What's up? I guess they all fall asleep. That's all right. Because it's been a long show because I started it. Well, we might have to do a follow-up show tomorrow, well, Sunday. Um, All right. So thanks, everyone, for coming, and God bless you, and I'm moving on. Okay?
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.